Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I'm in a very good mood. I'm well rested and I'm ready to go and I'm excited because today, finally... The silence can end, and I can I can tell you this exciting news we have for you. Now, here's the thing. Now, my boss had said to me, make this announcement at 8.10. It's a major concert announcement for Canton, Ohio. And I said, okay. And I didn't think about this, and that's really me saying, that's me falling on the sword. And really, it was him not thinking of it. We talked to Scott from winningfornextyear.com today. So we're going to do that annoying radio thing where we're going to say 8.10, 8.10, 8.10. You sit through Scott. And then we'll tell you what it is. Now, here's why I'm already right doing that. And Fantone would agree with me. It's worth the wait. I think this is a really cool... I, like, I thought about this all weekend. I was like, man, you were kind of hyping this up pretty big Thursday, Friday. And then I thought about it all weekend. I was like, yeah, you know what? It's still cool. It's cool. And so then I, I released the pressure a little. I told some people who I knew would never tell anybody else because it just doesn't matter enough to them to be like, guess what I know. And they all said, they're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Two hours and in, in we've got in front of us before we can say anything. And I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. And I just feel like I'm going to F up. We were uh, we were going over songs. Don't do I, it. I, I just, I just, you know, I just feel it happening. I'm just like. Because here's what we're going to do. We're going to make the announcement. Yeah. And then after that, from like 830 on, all we're going to do, like every time we have to play a song, we're only going to play that band. We're going to play hits. We're going to play that and hits yeah. from that band. That's the thing, dude, is they have a ton of hits, dude, a ton of hit records. And Somebody said to me the other day, they're like, we're worried about selling out 1,500 tickets. And I was like, I oh, think you're worried about nothing. No, I people, think you're worried about nothing. People want to go to this show. Yeah. There's no question about so it. So here's the other problem. Two hours we have all day, I have to tell people that we're giving away see their tickets. Yes, we are. And there, people are going to think that that's the announcement. Is that what it is? It's not. No, it's not. I took a bunch of like you know guesses over the weekend via Twitter. You know, uh, Chevelle was one of them. Of Hailstorm was one of them. Of course. No, that's not what it is. Okay. All right. And so uh, you know what? We we should maybe peel this back just a little because I don't want to be guilty of like yeah eight ten then eight fifteen eight twenty and then now I tell you at six you know ten in the morning. I don't want to be guilty of doing that because my boss I think would freak. Out. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say the boss man's not gonna be too happy with us. I'm honestly surprised that you've told people. I haven't told anyone. Even my girlfriend's. Like who is it? What is it? I don't know what it is. I'm like, shut up! You're never gonna know. It's only fifteen, so you. Well, wait. I wanted to check and make sure it was as cool as I was like making it out to be, and like, uh, like, so I played golf on Friday with a right. couple of buddies, and you know, like I said, they're never gonna tell anybody, and um, they both said they're like, oh yeah, well, I'd want to go to that. Like that's pretty cool, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, especially when you think about the fact that it's right downtown Canton, it's gonna be awesome. Right, 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 right. I mean, that's a huge part of it. You don't have to drive up to Cleveland for this. You're not driving any. You know, it's not like oh, well, even if you can. I mean, what's the story mostly is that honestly, most shows you want to see skip Ohio. Right. Well, that's a very uh, all the time, <laughs> you dude. Know? All the time. So yeah. So the, the fact that we're bringing this band to Canton, obviously, a very big deal. Eight fifteen, they'll find out. Huge deal. Can't wait to get into that. Uh, so how was your weekend, buddy? Give me the rundown. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I will say uh, right out of the gate early and often, um, congratulations to the Jackson Polar Bears, dude. We're all going to weigh state champions, high yeah. school basketball. Um, I believe one of very few public schools that were able to pull that off this year. So uh, the fact that those dudes were able to uh, uh, you know, put together a run like that and, 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 and go up against teams like that, when you have private schools, man, it's tough to beat them in athletics, basketball in particular. Yeah, I know people who are related to the head coach of that team. 
who were, and then she said to me, she was like, hey, she's like, so I know one of one of the big stories for you is going to be on Monday. So I heard about that. That is that's awesome. Yeah. You know, obviously, um, I think there's a lot to be excited about in, in the land of basketball right now. Cavs locked up the central charge, making it to the playoffs, clinch their spot. But honestly, more than anything, dude, a bunch of local high school kids are state champions right now. That's awesome. And I mean, like, I, I, you know, I don't want to start playing glory days and like, boy, oh, boy, man, these boys are never going to forget that time. But like, man, what a, like what an accomplishment you're senior in high school you're a state champion you just got your driver's license you know what i'm saying like how great is your life and at 35 you'll realize this is the best <laughs> your life is ever gonna be and it's gonna make you want to press a revolver to your temple 2017 was so great man I it was awesome year. it was there was great no that's cool no that's it was cool. awesome dude honestly i uh like i said early and often i'll be saying it dude hats off to the polar bears that's dude. pretty good dude yeah. keep them with the basketball theme there yeah. dude uh do your boy want some money oregon ducks looking pretty good yeah dude i was betting i, I said all all this this whole thing. I was like, yeah, bet with my heart. I'm not sure they can get there. But, uh, you know, the Ducks looking pretty good. My Dude, my Ducks are looking good. It's the thing with, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament is all you got to do is get hot at the right time and you can all of a sudden be in a place where nobody kind of thought you were going to be. Not necessarily the best team winning there. It's like, right. oh, who's catching steam at the right time? Yeah, that's why you always argue against doing it in the pros. But it's such a weird, it's such a weird dynamic because in some ways it is the best team that wins. It is because you win all the games and there you go. In other ways, I, I can easily make the yeah, argument you can, of you don't, you're not the best team. You can argue your you're way hot. out of that bag right. multiple different ways there. I dude, I let me tell you, I might have had the best weekend maybe ever. Okay, let's get into it. Guys. I so let's I, so Friday, Friday. I, I went out and I played some golf with, you know, uh, multiple people, a bunch of guys. We actually there were seven of us there. We okay. played a scramble. And right. uh, do Fantone, I've never hit a ball better in my life. Jeez. Ever. Like I was struggling. No, so I went out to the range, hit a few balls, and then we go out and we play, and I, I I started out all right. And then I had like one like tee shot that wasn't like teared off a little too far. So HJ's brother, Jeff, who also played at Akron, really good. Okay. He's really good. Says, I think I know what's going on with you. Okay. So we worked on like this one thing with the left shoulder. And then all I did the rest of the day was stripe it right down the middle. 250, 255, 260. So skip Saturday, didn't play, went out yesterday, started a little slow. And then I like, then again, I was like, ah, well, let's regroup. And I ended up playing another nine towards the end of the day. And I played great. I mean, dude, I play pretty good. And so, like, goals are in sight. And actually, Friday, I, you know, when I started hitting it all right, you know, he said to me, he goes, what? He's like, what were you telling me this goal was? And he's like, no. He's like, not by Halloween. He was like, dude, we got to be there by 4th of July. Wow. He's like, by Halloween, he's like, I want you one under on the front. And I was like, okay. I was like, so that, that's the new, <laughs> dude, that's hard. I mean, I, I mean, dude, at that point, you're playing pretty good. I mean, you got to hit everything. Pretty good. So, but yeah, I mean, it's start. I mean, the game came around yesterday. Like, I had a par five and two, had an eagle putt, almost made it. Tap in birdie and a par five. It's pretty good. Yeah, I saw you bragging about it on social media. All I'm going to say to you is um, it wasn't too long ago. I felt like Stansberry was, uh, uh, what was it, your back, your stomach, your, what was it? Yeah, Somewhere it was in the, the back. Yeah. In the back. Yeah, just, don't, don't, uh, don't overdo it, buddy. No, 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 don't no, overdo no, it. No, no, take it easy. I want to make sure I have all year ahead of me, man, because I, I, yeah, I was playing pretty good. Yesterday. We're getting into primetime golf territory now. I don't want you to. Uh, it's going to be 65 today. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be hard to sit on the sideline today. Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, but I got a lot going on. I got this huge concert announcement. You know, it's going to take a lot out of me. I, uh... Probably I'm, nap. <laughs> and then I got to take a snooze. I'm a little bit sleepy. That's all I got. Um, uh, before we get off Friday, I, uh... I, you remember on Friday, we had to stick around a little bit after the show. 
Uh, oh, yeah, Ocean Park standoff. Yeah, for Ocean Park standoff. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on those dudes. Now, the, the real part of this is, and the real like story is, this chick that was in the band is Lindsay Lohan's ex-girlfriend. She yeah. was kind of like the famous one, kind of the story She was of nicer than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, they were all super nice, especially considering they were like... Well, the other two schmucks nobody's ever heard of. So you but, have like, to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, she was like banging like an A-lister. You right. know what I mean? So like, I thought there'd be a little bit like standoffishness about her, and there wasn't. She was actually really nice. Well, and they've been on this like radio tour forever, and when you're a young and up-and-coming band, and you have a, a label behind you, but you don't necessarily have a hit yet, they'll send you from radio station to radio station to radio station to radio station. Right, and hopefully one of these guys will be like, yeah, I'm going to play your song. And that's what they were doing, and they've been doing it, it seems like, for the past, you know, forever. Well, I guess the like our sister station's playing the one song, right? Good News, I guess, is what it's called. All I'm saying is, if I were put in that situation where I had to go from radio station to radio station to radio station, schmuck mucking it up with people oh, and making jokes. And you like, have oh. done that. That was your career, you <laughs> dumbass, if I had to do that. That's what he has done for the last 10 years of his God, Pantone. Sometimes I worry about you, buddy. I, I think there was some overreaction over something that happened over this weekend. Okay. Now, the video looks... I guess a little scary, but I think people are looking to be a little bit more worried than maybe they should be. We'll get into okay. that next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where it is currently 6.23 in the morning, and mm-hmm. I am already in trouble with my boss. Shocker. Already in trouble. So I walk out of the studio after the opening break of the program. I was like, all right, well, let's go get some coffee. Need some caffeine for the rest yeah. of the, for the rest of the show. Well, go juice. So I walk by his office. He's like, hey, Chubb's already here. Yeah, all right, get in here. So I go in there. Just Reese cups everywhere. Dude, we're back to Chubb's, huh? Hey, nice, dude. He hates it. We're already in trouble. We might as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? no, pile on for sure. Yeah, get me yelled at. And so, <laughs> so he says to me, he goes. So I heard the opening break. I like it. It's like, but I got a couple of problems. Well, of course you do. You're my boss. That's your job is to have problems with what I do. He's like, well, first of all, you can't make them wait. I want the announcement at 810. Otherwise, it's basically you sticking both middle fingers up to the audience. I said, well, I feel like the audience knows I like them. I feel like they know I I respect them. So, like, they might live through that one. And then he goes, and then you can't play their music for the rest of the show. He's like, you know there's... Because here's the thing. We're, I don't want to get too far into this. But there was, like, lawsuits and stuff that happened. You got to make sure you don't play too much from the one artist or whatever. It's how they make sure radio stations aren't on the take. Is that how they're doing it now? <laughs> yeah, the guys got to put some repetition in there. Just put some repetition in there. But you stay away from here. You know, it's like, you know, there's like laws and stuff now. Okay. And he was like, because I don't need you in there doing things you're not supposed to do. But then he can't, you know, then he said something to me that almost made sense about like why it might be okay. So here's the thing. I think All I right. might just do it anyway. What are we going to be fired? <laughs> what are we going to do? We'll be fine. See, that's a dangerous game to play. It's not like they love us. You know what I mean? No. They they begrudgingly they begrudgingly like us because they're like, well, this thing kind of worked out. We were kind of hoping it wouldn't. We'd be able to flip the radio station, make it something. God, we want it to be country so bad. We can sell that. We were hoping to put Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones, we got him in the wings. He's waiting right there. (laughs) They figured out what's what's the fastest way to blow it up? Get Sansbury in there. Just yeah. (laughs) Take no time at all. Rock 106.9, the rock mother. He'll drive that thing into the brick wall faster than anybody alive. Yeah, no, but it didn't. And so like, it's working out. So, Here like, we stand with a major concert announcement. It, it, exactly. And, and apparently it will be at 810. So right in the middle of Scott from waitingfornextyear.com saying something. and be like, whoa, shut up, Scott. 
because I got to tell you about this. Right. So that's probably not the way I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably going to do the thing my boss is like worried about me doing, which is giving you the middle finger, which is, come on. It's the way news works. It's the way yeah. radio works. You guys know 810 yeah. isn't 810? Yeah. I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You guys start talking trash. I'll tell you tomorrow at 810. What are you going to do? T- Nobody else knows uh, the information. We can wait for a wait yeah. as long as we want. How about some bribery? Tell me what to do. who's got the neck McMuffin. Everybody keeps asking. <laughs> Everybody keeps asking me. They're like, "Are you going to tweet out the information as well?" Well, obviously. Like yeah. once we make the announcement, I want everybody to know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, something happened over the weekend, and I don't think we can be surprised by this. And and I'll tell you why here in a little bit. But I now this is not an indictment against the news. <clears throat> But I've read like 10 articles about this, and every piece of video I've seen doesn't seem to be as bad as what like the firsthand accounts were. And so I don't know if the news just doesn't have the B-roll that I need to see that it's like, okay, yeah, that's bad. Because to me, uh, you know what? So at the IX Indoor Amusement Park, everybody knows that place. Which, by the way, the guy that wrote that jingle was pretty good. I mean, that thing's been the same for like 15 years. I uh I I pulled the jingle up on YouTube to get this very high quality audio you hear in the background. Nice. Well um, produced. But well dude, produced. It was it was made in 1994. Um all sport was still a thing. Like everything all sport. Yeah, dude, everything about it is just so perfect mid 90s. I'd recommend. You know what? I'll put it up wrqk.com. I'll get that video up. The original. The original. Oh, the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. The please do. Yeah. Oh my god, all sport. That is all funny. sport, dude. Yeah. So apparently, like there was like this this big like I don't know they're calling it a gang fight, and obviously the news when anything happens they like seek out like the best of what the city has to offer to like run down what happened for you. And so we have a little first uh, like eyewitness account of what happened at the amusement park. Do we not? Yes, we do. All right, let's uh, let's take a listen to that. What exactly do you think happened? Like the I- police are saying that they're responding to flash mobs. You know what? What did you see? Tell us. I now, hold on a second. Oh, I'm sorry. But, like, flash mobs is not inherently bad, right? Like, do I have this right? Like, flash mobs are those things where, like, everybody, like, you tweet up and, like, everybody gets together and you break into, like, uh, like a Bruno Mars song in the middle of, like, the train station, right? Uh, yes, I think they can go have either. Have I seen too many movies? I think they can go either way there. We're like, yes, it totally can be like, hey, we're doing a flash mob and everybody's going to, you know, wear superhero costumes. Kind of cool. and, and we're all going to, you know, do that. Or it can be like we're doing a flash mob, we're all going into the same Walmart at the same time and they can't arrest all of us. You know what I mean? Like, okay. if we all, all right. start stealing stuff, Fair. so it can go either way. I didn't know that. Okay. Tell us. I just seen gangs, young kids, right? All since we, we got there, like, we got there, like, uh, four. As soon as we got there, gangs, girls, boys, just running back and forth all around the parking lot. To, I mean, all around inside and everything. Just fight. 24 hours fighting, 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 fighting. And, you know, this is terrible. This is the, I'm 56 years old. You know, to give a shout out to my sister. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for that. We couldn't even get on rise head close to rise down, the food kids down, juice down, kids, kids fighting kids. You know, where's these parents at? The parents should just drop their kids question. off, you know. And I, I feel that they should let a child in there yes. unless they, if they understand. Now, hold on a second. Because she feels like that way because she just saw something 
right in front of her. Right. But if she heard about them doing that, right. that would have been a problem. Because that was my first instinct, too. Is like, well, but at the end of the day, you got to start to let young adults go someplace. And your mom didn't drop you off in the Lynx Indoor Amusement Park. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course my mom dropped me off at Jogga Lake. Are you kidding me? Like, that's, oh, that's all I did at 12 years old. That was all I did. Was season like, right, pass go. every year for my birthday. Go. And yes, Jogga Lake was my babysitter. Go. Just ride your bike and go and just, yeah. So I, was I, it. I, 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 can't, I can't necessarily, you know, sign up for like, well, oh, you can't. You can't like kids in here under the age of sixteen. It's like well, the I then indoor, who's gonna go? Wait, it's the IX indoor amusement park. It's got girl. and like sixteen's right about the age because one of your friends has to drive, or or yeah, your parents can drop you off. But it's like, what are parents supposed to do? They need like here's the thing. I know they're their kids, and normally I'm up and down on you right. and then jumping in like, well, you got a parent, you got a parent, well, you got a parent. But you got at some point you need to break away from those little monsters too. And well, that's what the IX indoor amusement park is for. Is like, yeah, go with your friends and be there a couple hours and kid and. <laughs> Play, we'll play. We'll at, at, at some point, at some point, you're at work, and let's be real. Like you know, you're probably working two jobs, working thirty hours at each. Not if full your kid time. Wants to go to the IX not, 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 park, yeah. not full time at either one of them, dude. You hate both these jobs, but you got to work sixty hours a week just to put rent on. You know, put to put a roof over your head and food on the table. And it's like, where are the parents? Where are the parents? Where are their work? Their work isn't now, that we're always screaming about to now, go to work. Like I, I started this whole thing out. Like I said, this is not an indictment on the news because maybe they just didn't weren't there in time to have it. But I've looked now. And there's video, and yes, it's large groups of people running, but I said to Fantone, I said, honestly, it looks like they just made the announcement that so-and-so's playing from the stage, and then everybody starts rushing to see, I don't know, whoever the hell kid it play, is. Yeah, apparently. Kid and play, apparently. <laughs> yeah, kid and play, we're drinking all sports and just well, watching kid and play before. <laughs> all right, so I, here's why I went with kid and play, because I almost said crisscross. Okay. Because they played the IX Indoor Amusement Park when I was growing up, and my buddy Sean and his brother went to the IX Indoor Amusement Park because they wanted to try to get close enough to beat up crisscross like they hate <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Sean and his brother hated crisscross so much that they went there they were going to try to beat them up I, uh, <laughs> so see, thugs in the IX indoor amusement park's been happening since 1995. Not a new thing, necessarily. Now, I, I don't want to make it seem like that I don't understand why people would have been concerned right. in this moment. In the moment, I'd be like, whoa, what is happening right now? But like, I don't see, like all these kids are running around together. I don't see fists flying. I don't see, because I'm reading reports of tables being flipped and all this stuff. And again, not an indictment on the news. I'm just not seeing it in any of the video they're showing. Now, I mean, I'm looking at a video, um, and it is the now, front. Now, maybe I haven't seen it all. And the, the, the one that I'm looking at, it's the front of the IX Indoor Amusement okay. Park, and all these people are running out. All these people are running out. And, like, I understand if you've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old there, and, like, that could be a scary situation, or, or you don't want to get separated from your kids, or, or a million different things, but, like, there's more people standing around holding their cameras than there are people who are of genuinely course. afraid. If you're genuinely afraid, dude, what are you doing? with that camera you're not that scared you're not you, you, you're not that scared you're not running away from the situation you're not running to the situation to go I help I think it would be unfair for you to say then to a news camera I was terrified because you're not right. going to record what you're terrified right. of you're going to be like I'm getting the hell if, out if of there's here. a truly yeah, terrifying a if there's a truly terrifying situation in front of you you're either a going to run away from it or b run to it to go help yeah. you're not doing either of those things you're pulling your phone out and recording it so it's not that terrifying it's just not I uh, I saw I saw I think it was on Fox 8 this morning um I saw a woman Woman, she was like, 
it was a war zone. That's, uh, that's, that's I'm going to describe it as war zone. And I'm like, listen, lady, I don't know if people in Syria are necessarily going to agree with you that the IX indoor amusement park, some kids running around in that is necessarily a war zone. Just wiping your ass with the word war yeah, zone. That, like, and honestly, just, just, that's the best way to describe it. And hyperbole is part of life, especially when you have our giant right. design. We do it all the time. But yes, there is something about like soldier or, I'm, you know, I'm a soldier or this is a war zone where you got you should be a little bit more careful about that. I guess it's not so much it's not so much that I'm like mad at the woman for for describing it. No, as such, I mean, she's welcome to conversation, right. right? She's just she's not some trying lady, to be disrespectful. Just some, just some lady from Parma. But the thing is, is like news Ugh. stations where it's like news stations. Like, why are you giving this the like a war zone at the IX Indoor Amusement Park? Because we'll play it. I guess you I know guess. what I mean. I mean, they're in the same kind of business we we are, where it's like you know you want. And that's the strange thing. And people make this argument all the time about the news. Like, we're supposed to be entertaining, right? Right. right. So we're supposed to have, like, this crazy... Uh, I'm not necessarily... Sh- like, the news is supposed to be informative, but it has turned into, this better be entertainment, too. And, uh, you know, people have been bitching about that. It was long before just this last two years. But, you know, it's 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 a slippery slope, and it's probably getting worse and worse. So I did something over this weekend, Phantom, yeah. that I've only done one time before. Okay. And I swear I will never do it again because of how difficult they make it. And I'll tell you what that was next on Rock 106.9. Do there. Very unfortunate. So, uh, Michelle, I hope they find your son-in-law. Of course. They, um, we've retweeted that information out as well uh, at Sansbury Shows, how you can grab that. So I did something over the weekend that I've only done one other time before, okay. and, um, and I, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Okay. And... I hate to say that because this is such what should be such a good program. And I think we're going to need it more than ever before because there's a disturbing new trend out there. And this program, I think, is necessary and I think it needs to be there. But I've used it now twice and I'm not sure I ever will again. Okay. And that is on Friday early. I called 1-800-GRAB-DUI on somebody. Now, I hate to say that because snitches get stitches. But I'm a grown-up, and there's lives at stake. Yeah. So I can't worry about my street cred. I got to worry about somebody's kid not being crashed into on the freeway. You know, I, 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 I even without the concept of snitches get stitches or, or, or narking people out, I understand why some people don't want to be like, I don't want to say a tattletale because that makes it sound juvenile, but I can or bad, right? I, I can understand why some people don't necessarily feel like it's their place to get involved with things. I get that. I really do. I get complacency. I'm guilty of it all the time. Uh, but with something like DUI, with something with a drunk driver on the road or somebody who's presenting themselves to be a drunk driver, somebody who's who's so reckless, you're assuming that they're drunk. I understand that's an impair that it, 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 it's it's of the highest importance that we get that person from behind the wheel. So like, yes, you have you have to do that. Yes, you have to you, you know you you gotta step up in that moment. So I was on Route 30, okay, headed west, all right, going into Orville, okay, and I had been behind this woman for a little while, and constant swerving, 
And at first I was like, ah, it's probably just a little light texting, right? Right. Which isn't great. No. But still, you shouldn't be doing it. And you can definitely get into accidents and snaps. I was like, ah, maybe it's once or twice. Whatever. Let's see. Well, you know, I, I think anyone would be a liar to say you haven't gone over left of center sober. You know what I mean? Like, we've all done that. Right. But Where did I drop this? Or Yeah, I mean, right. it happens. It's not an excuse, but it happens and, and not necessarily cause for concern right out of the gate. But then... And so... I continue. I was behind her, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and then now it's become apparent. No, this is you're you're inebriated. There was no guesswork in it. Friday, shortly after the show, you said, right? yeah, okay. this is early. Okay. I mean, I was headed out to the golf course. I was looking to get a full day in so noonish, like, we'll say. Yeah, right around there. Okay, yeah, okay. And so, I mean, there's constant swerving this and that. So finally, I just pick up the phone and I was like, I got, I, I, I felt it was. I felt compelled. Like, that's how bad it was. Now, I guess it's always hard to tell from outside of the vehicle to be like, well, is that person sober or or drunk or are they distracted? But I guess it doesn't matter. If you're driving that poorly, if you're driving that, you know, The accident can happen no matter what was going on. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether you've got low blood sugar or you've you've drunken yourself into a stupor, you, you got it. Somebody has to intervene in that situation. So anytime you're calling a 1-800 number... Yeah. For something, it's a call center, and they 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 kind of disperse the call where it should go. Okay, and so you know what this is. They don't really want to be taking this call, and so then they dispatch me to like the person who's like I guess locally, and they said, "Well, where are you?" And I told them where I was, and they're like, "That doesn't go through that town." And I was like, "Well, I'm here right <laughs> now." So yes, it does. And I said to the, finally, I had to say to both the woman and the man, I had to talk to multiple people, and I, honestly, it got so confrontational. That I said to him, I was like, you realize this is me trying to save somebody's life, right? You realize that you advertise this on TV and the radio. I know that for a fact because they run them here. And I said, so you, you're, you ask people to do this. And now I'm doing it and you're treating me awfully. You give me a hard time. Like the guy, that. like, honestly, you know what it was? Like, and I guess I get it because what you, what you're going to have is a lot of times guys calling on their girlfriends or vice versa. Right. And like, you know what I mean? So I'm sure there's a lot of BS well, calls to those yeah, places. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of BS calls. I'm sure there are. I'm sure a lot of those spiteful calls really are like, yeah, we just got into a fight, but he is driving drunk. Fair point. You know what I mean? There's going like, to be that too. But it was just like this dismissive, like I was putting them out attitude. And I just, in this, again, the last time I had done this, I think it was last Thanksgiving where I was driving home from Cleveland. I was on the turnpike and I saw it. And they, they were awful then too. And I was like, you know what? We got people. There's actually a story about this up right now at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section where a little girl had to intervene with her parents. I didn't, I didn't even read the whole thing yet. Where the little girl had to like take over and drive the car car because her parents had passed out behind the wheel of heroin. So like this whole driving intoxicated thing is going to get way worse now because now there's for a while it was just booze. Now it's heroin and booze. Right. So now more people than ever oh. before are inebriated behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, all, all you hear is stories of people nodding off while they're driving. I know Mugswigs downtown had a car go through their building. Dear because, God, really? Because somebody nodded off. They were shooting, you know, they were high on heroin. Um, and just at the KFC on Tusk over the weekend or sometime late last week, uh, there was, uh, there was a, a guy who passed out, you know, on heroin while driving his car at, at the KFC on Tusk. So it's like, yeah, this stuff's happening everywhere. And, 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 <laughs> 
I guess, you know, why... I, see, I why, hate what I'm doing right now because I don't want to knock this right, system. and discourage people from doing it because you have to... We, because I, I'm, I feel like the record's pretty clear how I feel about driving while impaired. Like, I'm not... Like, again, have, I've turned my life around since then. Like, it, it's one of those things, like, now my eyes have been open to it. I mean, at this point, it, it, it really is, you know, a, 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 public, a public health crisis in the sense of these are people dying out there. And, like, you, when you, oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal until it's your dad that gets hit. You right. Know, until it's your brother that gets hit um do you feel like instead of this 1-800 grab dui which sends it to a call center would this just be better if you just called 911 right out of the gate well they i think they had suggested she's like we can't figure out where you are so you're going to have to do that so essentially that's what i did i called 911 from my cell phone at one right. point and they, she said i said this is not an emergency call i'm doing well then hold on and then it was like immediately like like god well i mean I and am, now that i get because yeah. it's like dude 911 a million people are calling for that thing and if it's you just told but, them it's not an emergency so we're gonna back burner but you. is it an emergency yes because it kind of is right i i felt like i was opening that with like just a part of a conversation didn't realize that was going to automatically get me like kind of like hold it i was just like i was trying to be polite like i right. didn't know if this was the right thing to do they told me to call you but it doesn't like there's nobody with a knife so i feel like this is yeah. wrong I, I feel like 911's probably just the way to go there and i mean it's frustrating because when 100 dui is the like commercial it is the thing that's on every cop car it is the like hey this is what you're supposed to do take care do of this. this do this and if you're not getting the result that you want out of that or you know what it kind of felt like i felt like i was dealing with people at the dmv where you know how some, now here i gotta give star county actually a little credit here can dmv is awesome the can dmv is awesome awesome but normally the joke is the right. dmv is awful right and it's because they know you're trapped in there they have this job it's government so they're not going to lose it no matter how they treat you and so they're just kind of like awful to you now here that's it hasn't been my the case but that's what it kind of felt like on the phone where it was like this is a hassle for me and should not be and I guess because, like, at least with, you know, the joke of, hey, the DFV, um, you're right. They've got you where you have to do that. The thing with 1-800-DUI, right, fine, I if, need this plates. Is, if this is a headache to me, I'll just hang up right. and I won't call this again. And, 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 and I won't try to intervene if I see somebody driving drunk. And then they ask you for your name and your phone number because I guess if they bust somebody, yeah. you get credit. Like, I don't want money. Um, But I can understand why they need a name and a phone number because, like you said, there's people who are just going to, like, call it just to if call it. If you start it. to abuse right. the system. You I get got that. it right. Absolutely, I totally get that. Because you know, like I said, jealous boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever are going to make you know felonious reports about you know the, their better half. It just was one of those things. It's like I found it odd that I did something. Had it been once, I'd have been like, okay, maybe. But now that it's been two times that I've done it, and it was like a bum experience. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, is that stopping people from wanting to do this? Because I got to tell you, I, I think I think twice about ever, doing it again. Because I was like, I also said to him multiple times, guys, I'm trying to drive here too. Right. Right. You know right. what I mean? You don't want me on this phone right. while I'm doing this right now. Now, luckily, because of Wake Up Auto, I was Bluetoothed into the dash <laughs> of my new 2013 Honda Accord. So I was hands-free driving down the road I was. But still... You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you know, I got to concentrate. Plus, I wanted to crank up the ACDC. I wanted to have some fun. But yeah, no, I, it's, that was, um, honestly, it was unpleasant, is the best way to put that. So the NFL has got a couple of interesting stories coming out of that. And before we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at eight, I want to get into these next on Rock 1069. 1069. You're a jerk.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You got Stansbury here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call, if you've been in a collision, big or small, North Canton Collision, an insurance claims specialist, repairs all makes and models. 24-hour towing, on-site rental cars, state-of-the-art paint technology, and a lifetime warranty on all of your repairs. They're located on the corner of South Main and Rose Lane in North Canton. You can give Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason a call for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or visit NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Passing out Seedler tickets, 930. They're playing July 19th, House of Blues. A good show right there. That will be a good show. I like Seedler a lot, actually. And then we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. We'll also be passing out the uh, concert announcement for Canton, Ohio, right around then. Yeah, big old concert announcement, people. Big one. Big old concert announcement. Before we're getting into Scott at 8, um, I do want to talk to you about a couple of uh, NFL stories. Although, real quick, uh, real quick, before we get there, okay. let's uh, let's stick with uh, your favorite sport, the NBA. Okay. Um, as I see, the Cavaliers are taking on the San Antonio Spurs this evening. Are is everybody going to play? Are stars going to play? Finger, gonna, fingers crossed, right? Am I going to get to see the rosters? Fingers crossed, I'm right? Interested because that's again, that's a game. Eight o'clock tip off. Now that's late for me to start watching something as I try to yeah. be in bed by like eight eight thirty. But that is something like I'll change my afternoon around. Like I would maybe like kind of force a nap to like watch that game tonight. And I, you know, I don't want to rework my whole life. And then, you know, it turns out, you know, Kawhi Leonard doesn't feel like doing it. That's what I was going to say is I'm going to bet you a dollar that the Spurs sit people and LeBron gets blamed for it. Like, oh, my God, LeBron James. Oh, my God. Greg Popovich, he's been doing it for two decades with LeBron. Yeah, but he also caught heat for it and got fined a bunch of money for it. This, this, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like people didn't get upset about that. People were upset about it. I do believe, but again, LeBron's the face of the league. So they make our, anything that's going on with the NBA, they kind of make it his issue. I would agree with that. But welcome to being the chosen one. Well, I uh, I would I would certainly say that uh, Pop and crew were were very close to being the face of the NBA for for quite a while there. And you know, in, in, at the end of the day, I think all teams at some point or another over all sports have done this. And I just feel like LeBron gets bashed for it, maybe whether it's unfairly or not. Well, it fits into the haters' um, narrative that he's kind of a baby. It, it fits into that narrative. <laughs> I don't think it, I, it. Not that it's fair, but it's definitely it, it fits their conversation. Baseball players take a break. Every day, football players will take a break in week 17, fourth quarter, stuff like that. LeBron just gets crapped on it more. And you're right, dude. Maybe it is a little bit of like he, you know, you you, you put the chosen one on your back, and of course, shots are going to come for you. I just don't know, you know, like I said, again, I mean, it's not always fair, but welcome to life. That's I what's guess, going to happen. You know, and fingers crossed, hopefully, everyone plays tonight. I don't know. LeBron's got that scratch cornea, though, so uh, he might not. He yeah, might here's not in the goggles. Yeah, he wore them for like five minutes the other night, threw them off. Is that right? Sick of them. So, so you know, I, I, I saw Cavs Twitter was all the rage about it they were like dude i hope he goes off and then wears them always worth noting and i mean i guess at this point it is it's 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 you know i guess staggered expectations or expectations we all have that are too high but like the Cavs locked up the central again and nobody even cares it's not even like hey dude another year of us locking up best team in the central and nobody's even like excited about it or happy about it or like even like i mean if hey, we won the afc north oh my god dude <laughs> hey, right. fans are losing their mind and yeah. it's, and, and, and it's That's just, true it's it's no big deal cleveland's got to two winning teams and it's just eh, whatever who cares when are we going to win with helmets on that's what you know right, that's what sure. they want to know all right. no, i mean that's just the, what they want to know yeah. and keeping with the football there I, you know i read this and i'm excited about this okay because i i want this move to happen and i'm reading here 
that Oakland's final plan to keep the Raiders in Oakland has been denied by Roger Goodell. Denied. And the NFL. And I kept telling people, this is going to happen. Oakland, the Raiders to Vegas will happen. Now, are they leaving Oakland? Is it a stadium issue? Is it like... I believe that's always what this is about, right? Well, that's what it usually seems to be, but you know... Oakland had pitched... It was $1.3 billion development for the Raiders and uh, Major League Baseball's Oakland A's at the current uh, site of the Coliseum. But I just... I, I think that the part of it is... I think the NFL's okay with the team leaving Oakland and going to Vegas. Well, I understand from a, a national perspective of why you'd want that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oakland's, you know, it's 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 that area. It's not specifically just the team for Oakland. They kind of, you know, they, they hold down a part of, of California. But... Vegas is obviously the market you'd want to be in. You're, you're, how many? How much well, more spotlight gets on you? Now there are people who say that, that that this move will flop because they're worried people in Vegas won't care. You're transplanted. You're not. You know what I mean? Like, do they care about having a home sport? They don't currently have. Well, other than you know, the NHL is going to expand there. But like, can you get viewership? And I'm telling you, I think you can. I, I think people will start to go. And part of the reason will be is that I think the Raiders are a lot like the Cowboys, where it's easy to go, yeah, I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah, like, You can get into that brand. I, I, I don't know if, if they're going to have a huge following in their home city, but I think that's a national brand. Yeah, I think that's a, a bigger picture there where you're going to get people who want to just be. And you got to think, too, as far as like filling that stadium out eight times, uh, eight times a year shouldn't be too much of a problem because people are are, are always in Vegas. It's a, it's, it's, it's a city, even with not a lot of permanent residents, a city with a ton of people in it. It's like a two-hour flight from Oakland. Like at all times, there's people there, and they're going to want to go to an NFL game. It's so. a couple-hour flight from Oakland. I'm guessing. I bet it's even under two. And you can do that kind of stuff cheap with all these new airlines, Allegiant, and all these other... I mean, there's going to be ways. In California, yeah, you're going to go. And like, so I think about my brother who can't wait for this. Who can't wait for this? Because also what you're going to have with the Raiders is Vegas has been consistently in this country the last 10 years one of the fastest growing cities. And so I think what you'll see is now when the Browns come to town, Browns fans go. When, you know, San Diego Char- or L.A. Chargers fans now, when they come to town to play the Raiders, you're going to go. Like, I think you'll you'll get all of those fans who finally will get to go to a, a game. And it'll feel, you know what I mean? I think they'll and also the Raiders have this. They have Derek Carr. They have a young quarterback who's going to be really, really good. And they're going to win a bunch of games. A team on the come up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all they're going to do, they're going to win. Finally, a guy is actually going to light the league up like Vegas. Like that is going to happen. Now, I guess standing here from the perspective of somebody who's been a Cleveland Browns fan their entire life, um, I, when when the Sonics left Seattle, I felt bad for Seattle. I legit did. I was like, those people didn't deserve this. Obviously, when the Browns left Cleveland, I was pretty effing bummed about it. It was, uh, you know, and obviously the Browns have not been able to rebuild since they left. Right. Um, do you feel any, like, I don't know, like pity for Oakland right now? Here, here's the thing. No, because my answer to fix all of these sports is to reduce the amount of teams. And I know that sounds crazy, and you're never going to do it because, you know, there's money and this and that. But, I mean, dude, what are these teams doing in these nowhere cities? Like, honestly, they're, honestly, most leagues should be under 20 teams big. Yeah, Top but, 20 cities and yeah, then cut it yeah, off. Yeah, but, I mean, you're taking, you're taking away the Packers. 
You know what I mean? I know that. And like I said, that's I know it's never going to happen. But if you want to really fix stuff, that to me is how you do it. It's Top like, 20 markets, you might be taking away the Browns, dude. Yeah. You are. And if LeBron didn't play for the Cavs, you'd be kissing the Cavaliers goodbye, too. And again, I'm going against what my fandom wants. No pro sports in Cleveland. I'm going against what my fandom would want. If I was running leagues, I'd be looking at it. I would be looking at it going, I don't know, not that I would sign the executive order tomorrow, but I would be looking at it going, are we doing a disservice not only being in the top 25 markets in the country? Because isn't this, I mean, wasn't that the whole reason people were saying Durant wanted to leave Oklahoma City is because he was in Seattle, and then they then once they start playing, they moved him to Oklahoma City, and he was like, what the hell am I doing in Oklahoma City? Dude, I, I, I mean, I guess that's an argument that I just don't get. Dude, you're playing basketball for a short amount of the year, and most of the time you're out on the road, and the other half of the time you're just in your apartment. Like, I, I guess I just don't understand the the nightlife aspect of you're it. You're not you just buy in your wherever you, you buy a house wherever you want. Go live wherever you want, bro. You're yeah, a multi-millionaire. But for like seven months or whatever it is, you gotta you have to live somewhere. And I think it's easy for us to dismiss that because we don't have any money. But if you're Kevin Durant, I think you want cool stuff going on around you. Maybe you don't. I've heard the argument. I don't know. But I, I and like I said, I wouldn't sign the order tomorrow. But I think at some point, I think you will see a reduction. I don't know by how many. But expansion's going to get too big, and then somebody's going to go, well, you know what we should do? And they're going to go the complete opposite way, and they're going to cut out. I know it sounds crazy, but I think it helps sell tickets. I think it's, you know what I mean? It helps keep things interesting. Then now, all of a sudden, you don't have 10 more teams where guys don't have to play as many games, and now wrestling's not a thing. And I just, I, I think it would help do it. I know it sounds crazy, and again, we, we get screwed. But a commissioner doesn't care about you and I getting screwed. They care about what's best for the league. Another one of these stories that won't go away, that just will not go away, is this Colin Kaepernick thing. And Joe Thomas came out and said he believes that he's a distraction and that's part of the reason why he's not being signed. And look, I have said multiple times Colin Kaepernick can't play, and that's true. He cannot play. But I can't deny that what he has done isn't being considered to be a distraction. But that's not why he's not being signed by a team. Your playing ability will depend on whether or not a team would be willing to deal with a distraction. And I don't know why I need an NFL owner to deal with a distraction that is going to be a big distraction signing Colin Kaepernick for a backup quarterback. He's going to be your backup. He's not going to be your starter. He's going to be your backup. So why is it awful if an NFL owner says, you know what, I don't want to deal, I don't want my GM and all my players having to answer this question over and over and over and over and over and over and over again about a guy who's never going to see the field. Why is that not okay? I don't know why that's not okay. It's not necessary. It's not an indictment on the owners. It's not an indictment on the league. It's not like we don't, it's not even saying that you disagree with him. It's just that this is going to be a huge story, and you're a backup, and it's not worth it to the organization. Why is that not okay? Nobody will ever be able to convince me that that's not right. Ever. Ever. you got to remember that before the kneeling, the stories were, you know, he, he doesn't like his teammates, he doesn't get involved, he, he, liked, he keeps to himself, he doesn't... That's bad for a quarterback. That's bad. 
Before the kneeling, couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert. Before the kneeling. He couldn't do it. It's not just the politics. Is it part of it? Yeah. But I don't understand why an owner has to be deal with like a big pain in the ass headache that the media is going to give him for yeah. a kid who's not going to play. I mean, right. Regardless how you feel about his politics, whether they're right, wrong, indifferent or whatever. But now because you won't sign him because of that, you automatically disagree with him. And I don't think it means that at all. Like I said this Friday and I maintain that it's true that if Colin Kaepernick could play, teams would be tripping over themselves to hire him because of what his politics are right now. Yeah. It'd be all positive exposure if he was throwing 27 touchdowns and, like, killing it, but he doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with Joe Thomas on this. I think he articulated his points really well, and I think he said it in a way which was like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, very, very, like, all right. Well, this, that's- it, is, it is both, but it is both. It's and, not just you hate him. Right, and it's not like... It's not like Colin Kaepernick was just, you know, uh, yes, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump up and down on the guy for, you know, making his decision of how he wanted to protest or anything no, like that. But you can't deny that w- along with him comes the story, and if that's like too Michael much Vick for with you, the dog, like well, it, and now the difference between that is, and, and, and there's a point. One's a crime. Well, right, there's a point there of like, well, like Ben Roethlisberger with rape, like Michael Vick with a dog, yeah. like Greg Hardy with beating up his wife, and all those things are, are points. But all, all those, three of those guys can help you win. All three of those dudes are better players than Colin Kaepernick. I, I said it on Friday. It, dude, the league doesn't care. No. There's, there's dudes in the league who have been honestly uh, accused of awful things, not kneeling, awful against humanity things, but they can play. And if you want to point out the hypocrisy in that, fine. Sure. Fine. There's plenty but, of that's, it. but that's a point different you than you Colin be, Kaepernick. Well, that too, yes, but you better be careful too, because before long, you're going to weed out every player, and sooner or later, that line's going to be moved back, 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 and then we're not going to have any competition, because you know what? None of these guys hold up to our fake moral standard that we pretend we have, so nobody gets to play on Sunday. Nobody. You don't fit our moral code. Well, if you're a rapist or a wife beater, a I mean, it's awful. Fighter, it's all awful, and you shouldn't be in the NFL. They're always going to be, though. Because, again, what do I always say? And it's totally true. You don't really care. You just think you do and think you're supposed to. You don't really care. Saw a dude texting during the national anthem over the weekend. Really? Thought to myself, I was like, he's probably, he's probably texting about how, or tweeting about how much he hates Kaepernick right now. Probably is, too. <laughs> yeah, that's disrespectful. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. You should not text during the national. I wouldn't like that. All right. I've been warning us about this forever. Now I have math that says I'm right. You know how much I love that. We'll get into that next on The Sands Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Now you guys know I bought my car from Wacom Auto. Yeah. And I, like you, started my car shopping online. That's the way most people do it. Of course. You can hit up wacom.com. You'll see there they have over 400 used vehicles. 400. They're going to find you the car you want. They found me the car I wanted. They work with 30 different banks, all credit unions. You can get pre-approved from home or work at Wacom.com. Now, you know Wacom, they're located on the Wacom Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way. And that's where you can save the Wacom Way. Five-star rated on Google and Facebook and a A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Now, here's the big thing with me. You know I talk about this with all businesses. I like family-run businesses. 
Wakeham has been family owned and operated 60 years. And again, 400 used cars for you to choose from. Start online, Wakeham.com, or visit the Wakeham Auto Mile on West Tuscan Lincoln Way and save the Wakeham Way. 9.30, we'll pass out a pair of Seether tickets as they play the House of Blues July 19th. We'll get you hooked up at that, 9.30. And I go to this story a little uh, a little often, Fantone, okay. and I hate to be repetitive. Okay. But I have that, the world's changing too fast, and I'm going to be irrelevant feeling a lot. Like, okay. I, I get that one a lot. Like I, like, I feel like it's going by me, and I'm not going to matter. And I, and I worry about that. And I um, sometimes will rally against automation, robots and the like, and uh, in the workforce. And it was like about a month ago we did the story and somebody was like, yeah, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. You're still going to need human beings to run the robots and like everything's going to be good. And I was like, okay, maybe I've been making way too much out of this. Maybe I've been freaking out when I shouldn't. But I read this article that says more than a third of U.S. jobs are going to be listed at what they call high risk of you losing them by automation now by the early 2030s. So about 15 years. Okay? But they say that that percentage is is actually higher here in America than in Britain, Germany, and Japan. Now, I don't know why that would be. Right? Because aren't there more factories in those places than there are here? Isn't that what I'm always hearing? Well, it's not that there's not factories in America no, plenty, anymore. Sure, yeah, yeah, I mean, American America production is higher than it's ever been. We make more stuff in America than we ever have. You just need less people to do it. I don't know why it would be different there. I mean, at the end of the day, technology is technology across the world. So I would expect, you know, just as many jobs to be lost there as here. But So by comparison, they say 38% of U.S. jobs could be at risk of automation compared with 30 30% in Britain, 35 in Germany, so not so far there. Okay. But only 21% in Japan, where they're building the robots that are going to replace you. So maybe is that the thing? Is it like, you know what? Like we're not we're not going to implement the same things here because we're not going to do this to our own society. We're just going to create the thing that does it to somebody else's to destabilize. Am I paranoid? The truth is out there. I need my scully. I got the flashlight. And I got the conspiracy theories. I'm ready to go. This stuff worries me. And part of it is that I worry about you having a job. But also, I have seen automation run wild through the radio business. And it has put a lot of good, qualified, talented people out of work. Now, welcome to America. That's the business model. Sink or swim. That's who we are as 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 people and often i will say this about radio we're a little bit different of an industry you know what i'm saying we're a little bit of an outlier um when it comes to most things so yes i will totally agree with with radio has been hit pretty hard by it i just don't know necessarily if this is panic mode yet for me because like the, the way i'll point to it is like banks 
And everyone thought, like, oh, my God, the ATM machine comes out and nobody's going to work at banks anymore. It's just going to be going up to the ATM machine. More people work for banks now than ever in the history of, of, of mankind. And that's because they're able to adapt in the sense of, all right, so we don't need you to stand there and hand out cash money anymore, but you can sell somebody on a credit card. You can do this, that, and the other. And, like, you know, there's, there, there's going to be new jobs that present themselves because of this automation, because of these robots, not just taking care of the robots. I'm talking like bigger, broader things that we haven't even necessarily thought of yet. New technologies will present new jobs. Yeah, and what, yes, that's always the case. The problem with it is, is that the people who need those jobs aren't going to be trained properly in those new jobs. And you're going to be too old to get the interview for that new job. And so what you're going to do is what will always happen. This is what's always happened in the country is you're going to push older people out of the workforce. Young, you get younger because what happens when you get younger? Look at what the Browns are doing. You push old players out. You get younger. Why? Because it costs you less money because younger workers demand less. The longer you work for somebody, the more money you want. That's why radio stations, honestly, flip over radio shows a lot. You gotta think that's why it happens. A lot of a lot of jobs that exist today didn't necessarily exist twenty years ago. Sure. Twenty years from now, I feel like very much the same. Things that we haven't even really wrapped our heads around yet, that's where we're going to be. No, it's gonna take us into new and interesting and exciting areas for sure. But I am kinda I just worry about it. Now, as I sit here and say, you know, what ran through radio, it's kind of, but I mean, I have a job, right? And you have a job, right. and so what? What's always been true is, if you're talented, and if you or, or if you work hard, and you make yourself qualified, you don't have to be in most jobs. You don't have to be talented, but if you make yourself qualified, and if you work hard, and you, there are ways that honestly, I believe most people, myself included, I know this is definitely true of me. You can make yourself more indispensable at work. Yeah. And maybe that's what will happen, is that when this starts to happen more and more and more technology comes in, maybe maybe the American worker kind of gets smacked in the face and says, you know what? I got to I gotta do, maybe I should be first in, last out. Maybe I should. Maybe that's going to be the thing that helps me be the guy who presses the button on the robot. Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it will or not. Just that you read that and it's just like, you know, how to... I mean, the number one concern I have probably in life is how do I keep a paycheck every year that I'm going to be alive? Because I worry about that with the industry I've chosen. And what am I going to do? Relearn like a new career at 45 when Rock 106.9 throws me out? No. So what am I going to do? What's the plan? That's scary. And that's what most people face. And so when I see headlines that say 38% of the jobs, because, dude, you know what what jobs are going to be lost? The people who listen to us. Those are the jobs that are going to be lost. You know what I mean? Not that the lawyers and doctors don't listen to us, too. But manufacturing and that kind of thing is the backbone of, of this industry for sure. And so I worry about them not having jobs. Because, dude, if they can't buy the products we promote, then what are we for? 38% of them by 2030. Now, I guess I should just come up with the exit strategy to get out by 2030. It's terrifying, man. I don't like thinking about it. You have 13 years left. That'll put you at 53, dude. You'll have cigarettes, hookers. It'll be fine. It's terrifying. It's just terrifying. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on.
guys. It is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there's no better investment than yourself, and I'm talking about the Roholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be, too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money or, you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to RoholtVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RoholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. If you're out there job hunting, listen to this. Gervasi Vineyard and the Twisted Olive both are hiring seasonal employment. And so actually, tomorrow, March 28th, from 3 to 5 in the afternoon, Gervasi will do on-the-spot interviews. And then again, Thursday, March 30th, from 5 to 7, they'll do uh, some on-the-spot interviews. And then the Twisted Olive will be doing them Wednesday, April 5th, from 1 to 4, and then Thursday, April 6th, from 3 to 6. And they're looking for all kinds of stuff. Servers, bartenders, busters, hostesses, cooks, all kinds of stuff. Online application, strongly recommended in advance, so I would do that today before tomorrow. And uh, you can find that via their employment page at gervasivineyard.com. Uh, Gervasi Twisted Olive, uh, they're uh, you know, offering up some good jobs. I uh, I need to uh, do something swanky for my girlfriend. Maybe uh, maybe a little crush house action or something like that. Going to Gervasi, doing that thing. Maybe I should go fill out a job application. I can buy her something swanky. That'd be nice, too. I'm sure she would appreciate that. I'm sure she would like that. See their tickets up for grabs, 930. Exciting show there. And again, we will uh, be making a concert announcement shortly after 8 a.m. on the program. Huge concert Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty exciting. And this is not, I have some people have been like, dude, you're talking about the Hall of Fame concert for Legends? No, this is a Rock 106.9 production. Although I did find out over the weekend for sure who that is. Did you? I know who that is. Did you? Now, I will not because that's that's Mm, not my place and I don't want to upset... The Pro Football Hall of Fame at all. That's a cat we can't let out of the No, 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 no. Jim McCris will be pissed. Yes. (laughs) Furious. Yes. Steaming. Like cartoon red in the face. You know, steam coming out of the years. But yeah, no, I have found, um, confirmed 100% who the Concert for Legends is. And honestly, that's kind of awesome, too. Pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. All of a sudden, Canton, Ohio on the come up, people. Yeah. Good things happening in the the Hall of Fame city. Good, good, fun stuff there. Um, So apparently we made a mistake earlier on the program. And uh, I, I, well, of course I buy it. (laughs) Of course I buy it. But for some reason, and I get this, this there's like certain things like really like annoy people. It's like their, their pet peeve. Okay. And I was talking about how, when I had called 1-800-GRAB-DUI, how it was kind of like a little bit of a hassle. It was like a little bit of a hassle. And I had made the analogy that it felt like what I was dealing with was somebody from the DMV. Now, I said DMV because when I was growing up, it was the Department of Motor Vehicles. That was what it was called. And so now people have been beating me up all day about this now. It's BMV, which is the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, I believe. And that is correct, I believe. <coughs> it is BMV. Yes, it is the BMV um, in Ohio and in other states as well. Not many of them. And it switched like, I don't know, like 15 years ago. So it's not like you're completely out of line here to be calling it the DMV. And it's not like... Everybody didn't understand what we were saying there. Like that's that's kind of the I don't know. I feel like that's a little nitpicky there. 
Yeah, I thought so too. At the very least, though, I think the point still stands, though. Dude, the 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 DMV or the BMV or the whatever MV you want to call it, right there on Whipple, the, that one's awesome. Like every time in I out. go in and out, in and out, they're always so polite. They'll answer any question that you have, and it's just like, oh, hey, here's this, here's this. Now move on with your life. They're great. I, I love that. I love that BMV. I have list. I have lived. In multiple states, multiple cities in each state, I've I mean I've moved all over the place, and I got to tell you, this may be the best Bureau of Motor Vehicles I've ever dealt with, and I was shocked about that. But it was, I mean, they were great, and actually, man, I uh, I mean, I'm not due until the end of April, but. You know, I got to get the new plates for the new car. Yeah, maybe you just go up there, just go hang out with them. Just for a deal little with them, while. yeah. Hang just, out here, just, just hey, have a ladies, bit of fun. Thanks so much. Is it DMV or BMV, girls? Can you tell me which one it is? What I am even I said, to do here? you know, I even said to this guy, I was like, you know, I'm sorry, man. When I grew up, it was the DMV, so I'm just kind of stuck on saying it. He's like, no excuses, get it right. <laughs> like, like DMV is like the national website of motor vehicle departments. So uh, you have a BMV, uh, you have a BMV section of the DMV, but it is. It, 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 neither one is incorrect there. The Ohio, it's the Board of Motor Vehicles. Nationwide, it's Department of Motor Vehicles. Interesting. So I, uh, I'm reading this here, and it's pretty interesting. Okay. As uh, apparently there is a shift that's beginning. I'm reading from Fox News here. There's a shift that has begun in what they're calling rural school districts ac- uh, uh, across the country. Okay. With many considering, and some of them already doing this, a four-day school week. And they say it's to bring down costs and enrich the learning environment with, you know, the after-school programs and that kind of stuff for kids. Okay. I don't know if I buy it. And I also don't know that if cutting costs is a good enough reason to go to a four-day work week. Because what's the overall cost to that? Like, are we still going to be educated? Enough? Are we still going to get well, enough education? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I, saying I, no. I, I guess. The, I guess the argument at this point is, is, well, are we getting enough out of the five? You know what I'm saying? If if if, 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 if that's the if, if it's already thing, that way. if we're already so far in the crapper, it's like, well, what difference is it possibly going to make? They say here now the trend has been really popular in the Mountain West region. 88 districts in Colorado, 30 in Oregon, and nearly half of all school districts in Montana are shifting to a four day week. So I don't understand why. Why is it? Why, why do you think it's more out west? Why, why, yeah, why because is the Mountain West region? Because you're so much further out. It's so much more expensive to get kids into the school every day as opposed to like running the buses um, in Canton yeah. where it's just like, all right, boom, 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 boom. You, yeah. go, you, you go up down the southwest side, you go up and down the northeast side, and boom, all the kids are at school. I mean, here's the thing. In Oregon, like I, and again, I know that when I just didn't live in Colorado. I lived in Oregon, and I, honestly, there are parts of it where it's like, yeah, kids are driving far ways to get to school. If you got to bus those kids in or whatever the case is there, and then you got to think having the school open for an extra day that's more that's more utilities that's keeping the place warm or cool or whatever the case is that's paying the janitor for an extra day that's paying you know what i'm saying so like there's there's definitely a lot of costs to be to be considered here now they say what will happen there is that the your students will spend longer days in class monday through thursday okay with the start of their weekends then happening on friday and I bet if I pulled most students in Stark County and said, you know what, you got to give me an extra hour of school Monday through Thursday, but I'll give you Friday off, I bet they all do it. Of course, dude. And who wouldn't? If, if, dude, throw an extra two hours on each day for us and you get Friday off. Pfft. 
at 10 times out of 10, I'm doing it, dude. Everyone's doing it. Of course they are. Yeah, you hear about this a lot with work weeks, too, where well, it's like, you know, people suggest that a four-day work week might be the better way to go. You know, I think there's some jobs where you have to be there. We have to be here five days a week. There's no question about that. But <laughs> but there's some jobs where Idiot, if you... Right? He's just dumb. If you upped production during the day and you scheduled things correctly where you could still have the Friday shift, you just had a different crew working it, I think, number one, you could get the equal, if not more, production out of it. And then number two, you have more satisfied workers, and that's an important part of everything. I I think you're going to see this to be a a, a new shift in the American business model. I really do, because I think what's happening is is that everybody's arguing for more money. Right. And these companies are going to start to get smart, and what they're going to do is, and this, and I am speaking from experience, because literally, and, you know, my boss always thinks I'm complaining about this, but it's not. It's just me bearing all and telling you what happened, is... I think more and more companies are going to do what was just done to me, which is I we were just renegotiated, just signed a brand new you know two year deal. Everybody's happy, but there was a point in that conversation where it was like we were arguing for more money. I was kind of going back with them, and they were really, you know, what for the sake of a for the lack of a better term, they were hesitant. They just didn't want it. They just are being a little tight fisted. But what we ended up agreeing on then was more time away from the studio. More vacation weeks and this and that. And I think more and more businesses are going to go, you know what? We can't pay anymore, but we'll give you more time away from the office so you can be with your family. You can travel a little bit more. You can do that. And I think that's going to be the meeting in the middle. Yeah, I think if you play your cards right as a business owner, that can work for you. And I think certainly from a school's perspective that this makes sense. I think the way that you'd really make this perfect for schools is, okay, we're doing a four-day school week. Okay, um, You're putting extra time in there. Uh, they need to do, uh, instead of like seven classes, Classes in a day and you go year round, you need to do four classes where it's like block scheduling. You spend more time, but you get more classes in over the course of the year. That's the way that like a lot of high schools have done it. That's the way I did it in high school. And you need to okay, do school and you need to do schooling year round. And if you did all three of those things, four days, block scheduling and schooling year round, I think you'd be on to something, saving money and getting more education into the kids. My sister in law is, you know, an educator and she worked in California where they had year round schooling and she swears by year round schooling. That the kids benefit. Sense. That the kids benefit much, much more by year-round schooling, and they get less anxious, and you know, and all that stuff. And yeah, I, I could see that totally working. We will talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, and also finally now yeah. tell you who is playing the Canton. Oh, you know what? Ma, ma, who's playing the Canton? Damn it! All right, fine. It's the Palace Theater, and we'll tell you who's playing it next. Hang on. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're kind of flying without a net right now. I uh, I have an announcement I'm supposed to make at 810, and I'm supposed to do it right on the dot, otherwise my boss is going to yell at me, but I have Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com on the phone right now. Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing all right, my man. How are you? All right. I'm doing very well, but I am uh, I am being, I'm felt, I'm, well, I'm being felt the corporate pressure I am, <laughs> and so, like, I have to, uh, I have to move through your segment a little faster than I would normally like this morning, and I hope that's okay with you, that you can get yes. back to... No, sorry for your one buddy who likes me, though. I, yeah. I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. My buddy Greg thinks you're the best part of this whole program. Right. I hope he's listening. But So I, so I will ask you this question before I, make, uh, before I make this huge concert announcement. I will ask you this question, and I want to know if there's any truth to it. I hear that the statement was made over the weekend that Brock Osweiler will, in fact, have an opportunity to compete for the starting job for the Cleveland Browns. Now, is this just something that they say, or is this something that is going to be a reality? Well, if they can't dump him, 
to another team, he's going to be on the roster for at least a year because the, the, the dead money is obviously too high. Otherwise, Houston wouldn't have moved him. The, the real benefit is they, they owe him nothing after this season. So if they could take the, the, you know, the 15 or $16 million hit, whatever it is this season, which they can because they have the cap space, he's going to be on the roster. And, and he, you know, the Cleveland isn't exactly the land of quarterbacks. Right now they have Osweiler, they have Cody Kessler. Um, odds are they're going to add one, maybe two, you know, between now and then. But as of right now, he should, you know, at least have the chance to compete. Um, I don't know if we'll see much. I think we'll be in trouble if he's the best option. Um, but, you know, I, I do think there's a little more than just lip service here because they just don't have the, you know, the arsenal to, to throw out there. Now, if they, if they draft Mitch, Mitch Trubisky or if they draft Sean Watson or whomever, there, that I think that that competition becomes much narrower. But as of right now, I, I do think that they are at least going to give this kid a shot to see what he has, and you know, I, which is which is fair to him. But he's he's un, he's undoubtedly not the long term plan at quarterback. If if, yeah, I would think if not. that's if that's where you're going, and why the hell not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not the long term. But once again, much like RG three, dude, you need somebody taking snaps under center this year. And if this guy's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to be the one to do it, I, I mean, why why not give him a shot? All right, so Scott, I got to ask you this question then, because this is going to be the question a lot of my audience wants to ask me, which is if it's going to be Osweiler, then why not Kaepernick? Good question. Um, you, you don't know what Kaepernick wants. Uh, you know, we had this debate behind the scenes at WFNY this weekend because of all the stuff that was going on. Um, you know, with I think PFG said he'd been blackballed from from the NFL, and he had some NFL players curiously wondering why. You know, all yeah. these other guys are getting deals. You know, you have you have, you have Josh McCown. You know, again with a, with another team at you know nearly forty years old, and then you have a, a perfectly. Well, you know, athletic Colin Kaepernick, who's looking for a job. You know, you, you don't know how much of that is on him and what he wants for the team to sign on. Um, but no, it, it, he there, he probably would be the most talented quarterback on the roster if if signed Jeez. today. Um, which you know says a lot about the current state of the Browns' quarterback. But I I also do think he's he's not that bad. Um, I, I I wonder, especially in Cleveland, especially right now, after what you know they dealt with with Johnny, if they just don't want to deal with the circus, um, that would and not that Colin would bring one, but the media would be all over it, yes. and it would be a, it would be an instant media magnet, and you know it would be regardless of if he was starting or the backup quarterback, it would be he he'd be the one that the media would want to talk to, and I just think that this team is in a place where they just don't need that. You know, I, I'm trying to think of a word carefully, carefully worded, but it would be a distraction to, in, in, in a lot of ways. And I think you have a team that has something that they're trying to build here. And, you know, the one or two year solutions at quarterback probably, you know, aren't going to get it done. Um, you know, it, it, and it goes back, going back to Osweiler, you know, there's, there's no doubt in my mind if he's on this roster that he's going to take snaps in the, during the regular season. I mean, oh just the way God. that injuries and everything work. I mean, he's, you know, we, we saw Charlie Whitehurst last year. Yeah. Um, you know, so so letting this guy oh compete God, is right. probably you know for the better, you know, for for everyone. And, and if they if they have if they have Kessler, who they really like, um, you know, the the metrics and the analytics all really point to him having a you know productive second season if he can if he can remain upright. Um, you know, they have a, a you know a, a prototypical you know pocket guy like Osweiler. Yeah. Um, you know, if they bring in somebody else from from the draft, whoever it is, you know, they, they have your three quarterbacks. So adding Kaepernick. 
this year probably just doesn't make sense for Cleveland regardless of everything else going on. Honestly, I know they like Kessler, and I know the analytics says it, but, dude, you can make numbers to say anything you want. I can make a calculator say boobies, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure Cody Kessler is, is going to be the fix. I could be way wrong. Scott, I hate to do it to you because we love talking to you, but I do have to end right here with you. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Sounds good, man. I'm going to go find my calculator. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. So we've been pipping this since last week, and we said we had a, a major announcement. Now, I just hope that you guys think that this is as cool as I do, because yeah, I think is. that this is way cool. I, uh, You know, we, we've been working here just, I think it's about three years now, and when I signed on here, when Fantone and I signed on here, we were we had this kind of stuff in mind. We wanted to be we wanted to be doing this kind of stuff. For you guys. We wanted to bring stuff like this to you. For I've you. seen this man, Stansbury, seen this man, but Canton, Ohio has never seen this man. So I think we're ready to make this announcement. Want to do it? Let's make this announcement. And that is July 17th, Canton Palace Theater. Rock 106.9 presents Shinedown. Ticket information coming up next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You're going to need that website on Thursday. So if you missed it, we just announced Shinedown, Canton Palace Theater, July 17th. Now, it seems like most of you are excited about that, and of course, because it's awesome. It but is. you know what? You do anything these days, and people just can't wait to hate on it. I already got like two people oh. like, dude, like you said this was going to be cool. Like, Dude, if you're too cool for Shinedown in Canton, then then what are you doing listening to Rock 1069 for? And I'll ask you this. Outside of the concert for Legends, name me a bigger band than Shinedown that's played Canton. Recently. Certainly in recent memory. In recent memory? Name me another one. Right. I've been here three years. Yeah. I just went to a show. Dude, honestly, Lee Bryce, Justin Moore at the Civic Center, they didn't sell out. Name me a bigger band than Shinedown that's played here recently. You know what? You're not, you guys, you're not raining on my parade today. Don't let them. Don't let them. Haters going to hate, 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 Sansbury. That's don't, right. Don't let them hate And us Swifties know how that works. Shake it off. Shake, shake it off. So here's the deal. Shinedown, Canton Palace Theater, July the 17th. And an internet presale will take place this Thursday at WRQK.com at the Stansbury Show page. That's how you're going to be able to pick up your tickets early Thursday. Now, tickets will go on sale this Friday, but an internet presale, Stansbury Show page at WRQK.com Thursday. I'm excited about this. Been excited about course, it all weekend. Dude, I think it's course. cool. This is what radio stations are supposed to do. This is what right. this show is supposed to do right. is bring a cool band to town. To play, honestly, what is a legendary venue in this town, and I love that. This, I, I, what did I say? I think it was the first week we were on the show. The first week we did the show, I said I cannot wait to book a cool band at the Palace, and it only took us three years. But you know what? Honestly, I shows haven't. have to build. Yeah, shows have to build. Yeah. That's, I mean, well, welcome, to, welcome to building anything from scratch. This started from scratch. Well, and I, 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 I obviously, you know, this is a huge event for us. This is a huge event for the radio station, huge event for the city, I would say. But hopefully this is a sign of things to come with us. And it's like, all right, man, you know, we uh, we come in here. I uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Shinedown is going to uh, sell huge. I have no doubt in my mind that Shinedown is going to perform, you know, uh, one hell of a show. And I'm sure that the audience is going to be like more. 
more, more. You guys can do this. You guys can make money off of doing this. Do it for us. We'll come. We'll give you our money. We'll do this, you know, and 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 and, and I hope this turns into like, yo, Rock 106.9 this is where things are going down. So you predict sellout? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. yeah. My buddy, and again, he doesn't have a lot of experience with Canton, okay. but he works for the production company that's that's helping us put this on. Okay. And so he called me over the weekend. He says, hey, man, do you... What do you think is going to happen here? He's like, I, I'm. He's like, I'm not sure we sell out. And I said to him, I was oh. like, Oh, dude. I was like, It's all going to depend on ticket pricing, like anything else would. I was like, But what? I mean, what, what's the sellout at the palace? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, I bet we sell out pretty fast. I bet it's really fast. If I, and I would get your tickets Thursday for the internet presale. Oh, yeah. at wrqk.com. That's what I would. do. Couple things worth noting there. Um, in the Canton Palace Theater, uh, fifteen hundred seats. Not a bad one of them. I've. Uh, I actually it was like a week ago. I took a tour of the place, and I can genuinely tell you, um, the worst seat in the house is better than what you're going to be able to afford at a major venue. You know what I mean? Like, at, 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 you know, you go to I don't want to say which major venues, but you go to some of these venues and you sit in the back and it's like, oh my God, I should have just watched this on YouTube. It would have been a lot easier. But like, dude, the concert, a, a concert at the Canton Palace Theater, you're going to be right up on top of it. Closest you ever are going to have an opportunity to be to shine down. Um, and, oh my God. And, so now this guy, this hater, yeah. listen to this. He would rather the he wants he's like new rock sucks. He's like one of these guys that wants like the he's like dude get Metallica at the palace. Like that's not going to happen. Like that that's not going to happen. Don't you don't let that guy send you and block him. Block him right now. You know what dude. he said? He goes, "You should have got a puddle of mud." That's how I know I should just yeah, stop just, listening just, to you all together. Do not do not the let guy that can't dude, make it through the whole show. Do not let that dude rain on your parade. No, I think it's, this so, is awesome. I think is. it really is. I think that, like I can't think of a bigger band to play the area. I mean, when we first signed out, we got Papa Evil to play, uh, like, uh, like the was it the Rib Cook Off or yeah. whatever the hell it was, Taste yeah. Can't, whatever the hell yeah. it was, and that was awesome. You know what I mean? That's about on par with what we should do, but I think this is cooler. Oh, dude, there's no question this is cooler. I mean, honestly, if you go through Shinedown's catalog and, like, as far as bands of the past 15 years go... I don't, I mean, it's up, they're up there, dude. They've got 10 legit hits, like 10 legit hit rock radio songs, dude. 45 is a smash, dude. Um, uh, Second Chance smash record. Second Chance was a crossover hit, That's dude. their biggest song, right? It has to be. The Crow and the Butterfly, no, no, Second Chance is the biggest hit. Yeah, dude, Sound of Madness, Fly from the Inside, all big songs, uh, but Second Chance. I mean, dude, this was Everywhere. Yeah, that song was everywhere. This wasn't just like, hey, it's rock radio coming up next on the all-acoustic electric launch. No, this was like every radio station in the country. I cannot get away from this band. I can't get away from Shine now. They played my birthday party one year when I was working for a different radio station. They did like three shows for us. They played acoustic in, in the studio <laughs> for like 20 listeners once on the program. And we used to kind of rag on Shine Down a little bit because my bosses at that time, my old boss... Had was like best friends with their one of the guitar players. Okay, and he kept saying, "He's like, dude, this band's gonna be huge. This band's gonna be huge." And you know, we were jerks that worked at three, so we were like, "Yeah, whatever." And so they ended up breaking out pretty big. And so yeah, we would rag on my boss, but I mean, they're they're damn good. I mean, they're damn good. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't suck anymore. Shot Dizzle. Oh, that was one of the most <laughs> embarrassing things I had ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Bo Matthews. I'm the new program director of WMMS. We don't suck anymore. Help me bring out Sean Dizzle. You've been listening to me for a long time. You remember that story. I mean, it was one of the most embarrassing things I had ever seen in my entire life. And I love, dude, Captain Showbiz is one of my favorite people. 
I love Bo Matthews. Such a great dude. Can you tell I want to work in Cincinnati at some point? <laughs> Kidding. But I love Bo. He's a great dude. But that was one of those moments in life where I was like, oh, dude, you almost nailed it. Almost had it. Shine Down, playing the Palace Theater July 17th. I'm telling you, I, that's the coolest thing that's happened here locally in a little while. I, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I've been to every show here. I've been to every concert here. I've been to all the concerts for Legends. I did all that stuff. That's, uh-huh. Oh, but by the way, that announcement's coming tomorrow. The Concert for Legends announcement, that's coming tomorrow. I know who that is, by the way. So if I want tickets to Shine Down, what's the story again? What I would do is I would log on Thursday and take uh, part in the internet presale, which will go on at WRQK.com inside the Stansbury Show section. And then tickets officially go on sale Friday, March 31st. We do have a pair for you right now, however. So the first pair of tickets for Shine Down at the Canton Palace Theater, July 17th, will be passed out right now. We'll take caller 30. 1-800-243-7625. Again, that number. 1-800-243-7625. You're off to see Shine Down at the Palace Theater, courtesy of the Sandsbury Show. Uh, yo guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here. Tax season right around the corner. You're probably thinking to yourself, what am I going to do with that refund? Well, let me tell you, there is no better investment than yourself, and I'm talking about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It's been over a year since I've had my LASIK surgery, and I could not be happier with the results. I'm seeing 2015, people. You could be too. And before you say to yourself, oh, I don't have the money, or you know, I'm not a candidate for LASIK, dude, head over to RollholtVision.com and see what their financing options are. See if you would be a good candidate for LASIK. They've got three different locations to serve you, so you are never too far away from world-class eye care. Like I said, go hit up the website, RollholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I'm so excited because it seems like everybody's really pumped about this news that we're bringing Shine Down to the Canton Palace Theater July 17th at the Palace. Now, an internet pre-sale will take place at WRQK.com on the Stansbury Show page this Thursday, March 30th. Tickets don't go on sale until the following day, Friday, March 31st. Andy Dunn out of Navarre won himself a pair. His first pair of tickets given away by Rock 1069 for the Big Shinedown Show. Andy Dunn out of Navarre snagged himself a pair. First pair of tickets that anybody has. I don't even know if I have a pair yet. I'm a little concerned about it. People hitting me up like, yo, Fanta, you give me another Shinedown Show? No, I don't well, even know if I'm going. Well, that's just it. Like uh, like another one of our listeners, Kayla, hit me up on Twitter. She goes, yeah. man, I, she goes, I'll be on WRQK.com Thursday morning. I'm going to I can't wait to buy a pair. And I said, well, cool. Will you take me? Because <laughs> I'm not sure my boss will give me tickets. I give you a paycheck every two weeks, idiots. What do you need some tickets for? That's actually what he said to Fanta. Would you want to go see what was it? It was some, like... The Price is Right in Akron. It was the traveling <laughs> Price is Right, dude. And he, would, and he had a stack of tickets on his desk. He would not get Fanta on a pair. Dude, I'm like, he, I'm like, dude, they're going to go bad. The, the event is this weekend. Buy them from me. And he literally said, "I, you know, I pay you guys twice, twice a month. Dear God, man. That guy's the best. Yeah, ticket, being a dick. Dude, tickets are going to sell out for this. Oh, for Shinedown? Uh, God, yeah. The, I bet the first day. That's what I was going to say is don't wait. I wouldn't wait. Don't be like, oh, well, you know, I'll wait. That's a terrible idea. Uh, at the end of the day, Friday is a Friday, mm-hmm. and it's the end of the month. So Payday. You should be getting paid. Payday. You should be getting paid. Don't think, oh, well, I'll wait till next time out, or oh, they'll get cheaper as we get closer to the date. No, they won't, dude. 
buy your tickets or win them or whatever you got to do, but I'd get them if you want them. I'm being, you know, the, you know, the audience is worried we're going to overplay Shine Down, and I'm telling you, today we are. Mm, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today, today we are. I'm not going to do it every day until no, we go up. But no. like, dude, I've been waiting for a little while, and I'm. This isn't me like jumping up and down on, on the radio station, but I've been kind of waiting for this. Like, come on, like let's, you know, the show's got momentum. We got steam. Like people seem to like it. Like, come on now. Let, like, let's go. Let's double down. And they have. They have, and this is this kind of stuff helps these brands, like my brand, and you know the brand of this show, stay put. And I've said it a hundred times. I want to retire here. I love it here. I would never like. I'm not eyeballing another job at all. Like there are guys who are like, they're market obsessed. Like, dude, if it's not a top ten or a top fifteen, like I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't. I've never cared about any of that stuff. I don't care about any of it. I, I would stay here forever, and this kind of stuff helps us do that. Right, stay here forever. Bring good bands to the to, to the to the area. Get all the credit in the world. Everyone's gonna tell us we're awesome. Yeah, dude, it's great in Canada. Not, not a bad life. Not a bad life. Not a bad life at all, dude. And, and, and I, I kind of thought about it during the uh, during the commercial break in the song there. The song, by the way, new shine down. State of my head. You'll hear it on the Dicky Six show. State of my head, right there. <laughs> Stay out of my head. Um, but looking over it, and I've lived in Canton since 2012, beginning of 2013 and 2012, and I'm just thinking about well, like what concerts have been here since I've moved here. There's nothing that competes with this, dude. I mean, outside of concert for legends. I mean, yeah, Aerosmith, yes, Aerosmith yes, yes, was yes, yes, awesome. Yes. Tim McGraw last year was awesome, and honestly, the announcement that they're going to make tomorrow about that is pretty good too. But as far as like. Shows for Canton, not no. shows for the Hall of Fame. I'm right. talking like Canton base, whether no. it's at the Civic Center, whether it's at the, at the Palace Theater, whether it's at any of these other venues. And I'm trying to come up with something that's like, oh well, I, I can't even come up with something that competes. I've been here three years and I haven't. Can't come up with something that competes with no. it. This is pretty. Like I said last week when I read my email, I was like, oh my god, we're we're getting this right. Like, like oh my god, Rock Rock 1069 is getting this right. I couldn't believe it. I'm so happy. Pumped. July 17th. Shine down to Camp Palace Theater. Shot Dizzle. Internet pre-sale. God. I'm sorry, Bo. Because he does. He listens to the podcast every day. I'm so sorry, buddy. I love you, man. Shot Dizzle. Welcome up to the stage. Internet pre-sale Thursday, March 30th. WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. Now, I do have some bad news now. Okay. There you go, Stansberry. Everyone's feeling good, flying high. Life is good. Shout out, play to the background. Here's the thing, like, yeah, uh, you know. So we 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 gave you the good. Here comes Shine Down for you. But now I got some not so great news, and this is not going to be eye opening for you. You were probably going to go, yeah, I I would have bet that. Okay. And Fantone always says this about this area. He's like, yeah, dude. Have you looked around? Look at the people, right? (laughs) Okay. All right. But you're big into that. Yeah, and I, I, I have a list here of the fattest cities <laughs> in America, oh. and we're on it. Did we make that list? And we're all, on it. Out of all of America, Canton, Ohio's on the map. Well, Canton, they, here's what they did. They, they, they mixed Canton and Maslin together. Okay? okay. So. Good job. Good job. Good job. Stark County, proud of you guys. It says here, we'll start at the better end of the spectrum. The least fattest city is Seattle, Tacoma, and Bellevue, Washington. That whole area. Okay. Right behind them is Portland, and then Minneapolis, which I was shocked about. Honolulu came in at no, number 94. I could see that. A lot of sun, a lot of beaches, a lot of, a lot of water. Let's keep the body you know, uh, trimmed down and this and that. But 
Then we get to Canton Maslin. 31 on a list of 100 cities. The fattest cities in America. Fattest cities in America. We rank at 31, (laughs) Canton Maslin does. Now, you always say this because I feel as if this isn't, like, this city doesn't feel any fatter to me than any other Ohio city. Like, when I go to Cincinnati or when I'm back up in Cleveland or I go to Columbus for things and then I come back home, I don't go, Jesus, is Canton fat. Like, I don't feel that way. Now, if you were to tell me what the standard BMI is for people in this area and it was pretty high, I would say, well, goddammit, all there is are restaurants here. I mean, like, legitimately, there is more restaurants here than anywhere, which I love. On the face of the planet. I absolutely love that. I love to eat. Belden Village is the epicenter of eating out, dude. (laughs) Like, no matter. No matter what you want, no matter what you're looking for, dude, Belden Village is, uh, you can find it there. It, uh, it, uh, well, that sounded dirty. (laughs) Well, well, dude, I'm telling you, you can get dirty. You're going to need an extra napkin up in Belden Village. Every chain restaurant you can think of is in that area. Like, literally every single one of them. Yeah, there's not, and we're I'm, honestly, aren't we getting two more things? We're getting like right. Moe's now and like a Jersey Mike subs Throw and everything. It in there. Who cares? So yeah, I'm not shocked to find out that we're 31st. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not even. Uh, but see, here's the thing though, and I am shocked to find this. Akron came in at 53, so we're fatter than Akron. Yeah. God. Yep. Not just kind of fatter than Akron, but like 20 spots in front of them. Ow, wow, dude, I feel like that's a problem. That's Toledo, a, that's a problem. 26. All right, we're Columbus, not- 30. Dayton, 47. God, dude, is this all Ohio or is this across the country? No, this is a lot. Wow. Cincinnati, 74. Wow. Cleveland, number 80. Fat. Fat. Wow, I would have thought Cleveland would have been fatter than that, too. Oh, you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. I moved out of Cleveland. See, but here's here's what's happening, <laughs> and though. The numbers and, and you say to yourself, you don't feel like you go to any other city and come back and think it's any fatter. Well, of course not, because they're all on the top 100 list of fattest cities in America. Well, of course Ohio is going to have a bunch of the fattest cities. I mean, well, dude, it's but, cold and rainy and awful here for nine so, months out of the so year. So Michigan, so is Illinois, so is Indiana, so is all these other like Great Lakes states. You can't just put that on, on the Great Lakes region. That's, dude, Wisconsin is, is terrible weather. You know, Minnesota, terrible okay, weather. Okay, well, Detroit's number 29. But. I mean, what state is represented the most there? To me, it sounded like there's no way it's not Ohio. Has to be Ohio. Yeah, Youngstown's 43. And that's where our problem is coming into place here. And that's why we're... we're it's we're, Youngstown's fault? It, well, no, not just Youngstown. But, you know, if we're going to blame anything, blame it on, on Y-Town. Blame it on those penguins out there. What's happening is is we're all getting fatter. Therefore, it's like, well, no, we're not getting that much fatter. No, it, dude, I was just in Cleveland. It's not that bad. I went to a Monsters game. No, there was fat people up there, too. Eat more burritos. That's what you need is more burritos. And that's what we're doing. We're, 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 we're Ohio skinny. We're like, well, we're not as fat as Toledo. Look at us. We're pretty good. Dude, can I be Ohio skinny? Well, you kind of are, and that's sad, dude. That's a sad place to be right now, right? I don't. I, no, this <laughs> Just, is, it's I, happy. Call him skinny. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever been more proud of my whole entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been any version of skinny. Well, this is. Uh, I think this is a little pat on the back moment for you, dude. At least you know what. Maybe if you're Meanwhile, not, I'm starving right now. <laughs> if you're not Ohio skinny, you're Ohio average, right? And isn't that a little bit like, damn, dude? If I'm Ohio average. I thought that was the penis list. I thought, <laughs> I thought that's where I made average on that list. All right. 
Um, so I read this at Time Magazine, okay. and I think that they're crazy. I think they're wrong. This is all about what you should be talking to people about when you're first starting to date. And I think that they've got this completely upside down. So we'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. That's going to be that's going to be right. what it is. Right. Maybe one act that they're doing on a touring package. I don't know. I haven't been told anything about that yet. Yeah. And but my guess is the writer will probably say we want to keep this shine down focused. It's going to be my guess. I could be wrong. But that, that's my guess. Yeah, and obviously if we do have an opportunity to make something happen, there, I would love we will. to do it. Of course we will. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, obviously playing with Shinedown would be a huge accomplishment for a local band, but we don't know yet, so it's, it's a little premature for us to be talking one way or the other there. So I'm, I'm having a little bit of a weird few minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, dude, what are you so weirded out about? That's great news. Everything's going, everything's coming up Stansberry right now. We, we, we signed contracts. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of endorsements walking through the door. We're bringing a kick-ass rock group to Canton, Ohio. What are you weirded out about? What's, what's the matter? Well, there's a fly in my ointment. Okay. So I'm walking down the hallway. Okay. I'm going to get a, you know, a little bit more caffeine. There you Cup go. Cup of Joe there. There you go. And I'm walking down the hallway, and my phone vibrates in my pocket. All right. So I reach in, and it's my mother. I was like, oh, God. She's calling me. She knows I'm on the air. Right. She's calling me. She lives in Las Vegas. It's right. 6 o'clock in the morning. Something's wrong. I'm thinking something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Right. Your mom just doesn't call you at 6 a.m. So then I pick up the phone, and it's not my mother. It's her best friend in the world, Marianne. And I've known Marianne since I was a young child. We used to vacation together yeah. and her kids. And so I know who this is. So now I get a phone call from my mom's cell Jesus. phone. It's not my mom. It's her best friend. I'm bracing myself in the hallway. Oh, my God. My mom just died. Jesus. I'm bracing myself for that, right? Okay. And I was like, Marianne, what's going on? She goes, well... I didn't want to have to call you and do this. We were trying to surprise you, but I'm in the car with your mom right now, what? and we're on our way to the radio station, what? but we're both 70 and shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car, according Good to your grief. program, and they took 71 versus 77, so I have no idea oh, where... Jesus. I have no idea where my mother is, but she... <laughs> <laughs> where? 9.07 in the morning. Do you know where your parents are? Like, I have no idea where she is. I was trying to, like, give them directions yeah. on the phone and this and that, but I was like, Mom, I got, you know, I, I got to get back on the radio. I, I, you know, to do. I got things I got to do here. But, like, my mother just rolled into Ohio and didn't tell me. What's going on there? What's happening? Your mom didn't just come to Ohio for nothing, right? She would have came with with your brother, with with the niece, with your sister. Well, maybe they're Mom. here too, and I'll I didn't just, know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was TV, dude. Honestly, because if you could see the look on Stansberry's face right now, it's like I just when broccoli. He, when he put two and two together and realized that he might be entertaining his family for the week, dude. <laughs> This is how bad of a human being I am. (laughs) I haven't seen my mom in like three years. Like, not since I moved home from Vegas. I haven't seen her. In the moment, I was at first, I was like pumped. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get to see my mom. And then I thought, I was like, but I have a tea time at 1.15. (laughs) Dude, the guy has zero responsibility in life. Do the radio show, and that's it. That's That's all he has to take care of in life is the four hours you hear every single day. Can't take that much time. The guy's out there playing golf, playing video games, doing whatever the hell he wants with his life. His mom comes into town, and you're disappointed. Come on. You know, I know, I know, I know. I got to, you know, here's the thing. Honestly, all joking aside, I'm very happy right now. 
I am. I haven't seen her in a while. It'll be good to see her. But my life's kind of back on track, right. and it'll uh, it'll be fun to like drive her around and kind of show her Canton, kind right. of like you know take her to do the you know all the things and right. you know the McKinley Monument, right. and, like all that stuff, and kind of do all that stuff with her. It'll get be, her, you know, get her drunk at Buzzbins, head up to Gatsby's. It'll be a good time. All dude. right. So here's the thing about that. Like my <laughs> brother gets my mom drunk and she doesn't know it. Like sometimes when my mom's be like being really annoying. Like he'll buy like that pre-made TGI Friday's mudslide, <laughs> like, and the, they call it the mom milkshake, like, <laughs> and she has no idea. And so like my brother will give her like TGI Friday's like mudslides and get her like a little lubed up on a Friday, and they don't know. Jesus, I think we need to be careful about throwing the term lubed up around. And it's uh, it's like one of those things how he gets her to be in a better mood. I'll tell you what I am going to have to do with my mom for sure, and this is going to be great because uh, you know they're such a they're such a tied in sponsor of the radio station and the program. Is my oh. mom's going to want to go to the Hard Rock Roxino for sure? Of course, dude. Of she's course. been out of I mean, would imagine she's been out of Vegas at least a few days now. She's <laughs> out of the get, casino for four hours. Dude, I gotta hours. get back in there. So, now, now we'll probably do that. Do you know more details? You don't know how long she's going to be in town. You no. don't know what she, where she's so, staying or what's happening. Marianne's son, yeah. Johnny, who I've been friends with since I was, you know, a small child, hit me up via Facebook last night and just sent me a picture of he and my mom. And I was like, this must be old or I don't know what this is or like, and I just hadn't responded to him yet. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird, like just out of nowhere. And now it's making all the more sense now that, you know, they, they've reached out and apparently she's here somewhere. But again, because they're both 70, they took 71, not Jesus. 77. So Jesus. honestly, I think my mom's in Columbus. She's probably at the Blitz in Columbus like, my son works here. 99.7 The Blitz. Randy and Loper, tune it in. Um, uh, I did almost take that job. Is it something, I know she still owns the house out here. Is there something, is she selling it? Is there something? Because I can't just assume that she came to okay, she came no. to Ohio in March it for was, no reason. I'm finding out now. Okay. It, it was Marianne's husband's 71st birthday. Uh, yeah, Ed, who's honestly a great dude. I just, that whole family's just great. We used to go to Longboat Key every, uh, every uh, summer as two families, side-by-side condos, hit the beach. <laughs> So apparently she came in for that, which is great. I mean, yeah. my mom's been friends with them since high school. It's like, you know what I mean? The, the four of them palled around forever. My dad was the first one to go. So, you know what I mean? She still hangs out with them a lot, which makes me happy. I like when they go yeah. out to Vegas and see her. Like, you know, She gets a little normalcy there. Gets a little Ohio there. Yeah. I uh, I hope Mama Stansberry is able to find her way here. I just want her here before the show ends. Yeah. I kind of want to get her in the studio. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I, she's so much. She's so many. She's supplied so many jokes on the program. I think, if, you know, some people would would probably want to hear from Sue. She's not in Columbus, though. Randy and Loper here. Hey, we're bringing in some lady in here. She's old. She's knocking on the door. Whatever. Come on in, Grandma. All right. Find <laughs> Sansbury's mom and you get shy down tickets if you can locate her. <laughs> that would be funny, dude. Find my mom for shine down tickets. Maybe we'll do that. So I don't know what your plan is, but honestly, dude, if you're available later this afternoon, I'll probably take her to lunch at some point. Yeah. If you maybe want to, I, I'm sure. If I want to relieve some of the pressure off of you and your mother I'm, having lunch, I'm together, sure. Good God, no. We'll have to. <laughs> we'll probably have to fight your mother for another seat at the table. I'm sure she'll want to be there. I'm sure your girlfriend's probably all excited right now too. I don't know why, but those two women take great interest in what my life does. More interest than I do. My mom and my girlfriend. What is up with Dan? I'm like, I don't know. I don't listen to him when he talks. I don't know. I'm terrified right now. Like, honestly, when I picked up the phone and it said mom on the call and it wasn't her, of course. I was like, oh, my God, my mom just died. And I thought to myself, 
Nice. I get to go stop to Vegas. It. Stop it. I get to go to Vegas. Stop it. I'm kidding. You Mom, stop it right I'm now. sure you're in the car listening. I want you alive and well. Yes. We do. Man, well, well, now I know the end of the thing, though. Like, my, uh, Apparently, my brother's not here, though, and, and, and the kid's not here. My uh, my sister-in-law, which is my my favorite family member, because we're not actually related. I love her. She's not here either. For all the uh, the trials and tribulations of, of you and your family and the, the issues, I feel like at this point, uh, you guys are in a good place. I remember when we first started this show, you and I were in the car together, and we were probably within the first 100 days of knowing each other. So like, we knew each other and liked each other, but we weren't like... We weren't where we are today. You didn't know what you knew now. Yeah, we weren't where we are today. And I can remember hearing you and your mother screaming at each other on the phone. And it wasn't even like... I'm embarrassed by that. I remember that. Yeah, and that was embarrassing. It wasn't even like like you guys went into a conversation and got into a fight. Like, as soon as you answered the phone... You go to hell! Just screaming at each other. So, But the thing I'll say about that is that all seems to be very far in the past with you guys it seems like you guys are both on a good path with each other it seems like you both are at a point where you want to to have a relationship so dude take your take your mom out to lunch you know be you know tell her you love her and 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 what dude leave it to twitter to figure out the problem what's the problem stansbury just have sue caddy all afternoon (laughs) guys gonna be out there dude my mom's gonna club me bag your vans in it your mom carrying around your bed and that's just it i'm not no she's not getting the cart pick up the bag you're walking sue's Give me the nine iron before I give it to you. All right. Time Magazine gave me some advice about what to talk about on a first date, and I think, well, well, I'm pretty sure they did it wrong, so I'll pass it along to you next on Rock 106. On the Stansbury Show page, WRQK.com, Thursday. Looking ahead at tomorrow, uh, New Tour Tuesday, you got New The Weekend. Tim and Faith come together for a new one. Okay. And brand new Weezer. There you go, right All there. All part of there. That'll be exciting. Yeah, maybe, or it's going to be terrible. Who knows? I, uh, no, I think I, honestly, <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very interested to hear the Tim and Faith, All and right. um, honestly, I, I'm pretty interested to see what Weezer's up to. Yeah, I uh, I like Weezer. I like uh, I like the Weekend and, and Tim and Faith. Who knows? Maybe they uh, maybe they, maybe they'll be singing singing to the heart right there. So I say this all the time that I I, I think internet articles are just running amok, right? There's okay. just too many blogs and all this stuff, and everybody needs clicks, and everybody needs clickbait and all right. this stuff, right? right? And so people just write things to write now. Yeah, and uh, and that's fine. Whatever, everybody's got to make a living and make their way in the world. It's not a new thing. I mean, people have been writing things to write, just like people have been saying things to say forever. But it is it's gotten out of hand now because of the nature of the internet and how ingrained it is in all of our lives. And you see the same article by right. this blog and that blog and this blog and that blog. You mentioned last week that a new study found that it doesn't even matter what the content of the article is. If you like the person that's that shared it, you're automatically going to agree agree with, with it. And and, 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 or view it as credible right. versus like a fake story. Right, right, which is Not, kind of terrifying. You, what the story said, what that stat said is that, let's say Fantone put something out. Mm-hmm. It's What it said is that if I like him, that I trust this story to be credible more than I would trust just looking at where you sent the link from. So if he sent it from Breitbart, I'd be like, I don't care about that. Fantone put it out, so I agree with him, so that's right. And that's scary because that's not the way it would be. So, yeah, Internet articles are running amok. And this one here, a little less, you know, dangerous when talking about what to talk about on a first date versus politics. But, like, this is what you should discuss. Yeah, this is what you should discuss. On a first date, and I disagree. They say here that you should get deeply personal and share secrets. Emotional, personal information in exchange during a first date promotes powerful feelings of connection. 
Yeah, if a couple of lesbians are going to have wine together, I'm sure it would. But guys, I'm telling you, if you, it, it, dude, if you dump, guys, if you go out on a first date and you dump your purse out, she's going to be like, what is happening? Why are you carrying the purse? What are you doing, what are you doing with that purse? Little dude? archer there. Um, The only way I could see this working is if you guys were already having a decent time together and kind of laughing and, oh, first dates are so stupid. The only way I could see it happening is like, hey, tell me a secret from when you were a kid. You can't, like, drop a bomb. But if you say, like, oh, my God, I was the one who pulled the fire alarm in the sixth grade, that, I think, could be It's not okay. necessarily deeply personal. Right, yes, I right, agree with you. Right. It's on the line there. Like, I always, I, one question I will ask, and only if a date seems to be going well. It's not never something yeah. I go to when, like, trying to pick up a lull. But if things are going well, I will always say, tell me something nobody else knows and that is it works but again this is at the north tour towards the end of the date like that we're ordering dessert by this point and, and that's that is it's not an icebreaker it's not an icebreaker and that's you know it's not tell me something personal that that tell me something no one else knows would be the perfect moment for i pulled the i, I pulled the fire alarm in the sixth grade i never told anybody that, that right. holy crap i'm doing yes it was me like that's what you're going for to go personal if you start telling about like your deep dark feelings or your dreams or something like that you're gonna get into a weird place quickly it says here, if you're looking to get lucky, that dating site OkCupid found one question that was the single best predictor of whether men or women would have sex on the first date. Okay. Do you like the taste of beer? It says, among all our casual topics, whether someone likes the taste of beer is the single best predictor if he or she will have sex on the first date. No matter their gender or orientation, beer lovers are 60% more likely to be okay with sleeping someone they've just met. Yeah, because honestly, if you're passionate about liquor, chances are you've had beer or liquor during the date, and you make, you. I don't want to say more dangerous, but you definitely make less calculated decisions. Uh, what if I, what if it's, it, uh, do you like to taste of beer? No, I like to taste of wine. You know what I mean? I think that's a different. I think that's a plenty, different answer. Well, but I mean, it's it's not necessarily just the alcohol that's doing this. If they're if they're narrowing in specifically on beer, you know. I, I, oh, maybe. Yeah, I didn't look at it like that. I um, again, yeah, because they did. They but they bounced it against all other liquors and beer. It yes, it's apparently if you like beer, you like having the sex. There's something about, and this is just Who me. Doesn't like sex. Well, this is me just looking at women, I guess. But there is something about a chick that is like drinking a can of beer, where it's like, yeah, you're probably slutty. <laughs> like, yeah, you probably wow. are. Yeah, there, there's something about it. Wow. And maybe it's like, maybe it's like me going into kind of like younger underage drinking mode there of like. I don't know. There's just there's just like if you're if you're drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade, I'm like, yeah, whatever. If you're drinking a glass of wine, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But like a chick drinking a beer, like a can of beer always did kind of signal like, yeah, dude, that's a, that's a prime real estate there. It's a target to, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it a little differently. I, I but yeah, but sex was still on my mind. Obviously, for me, it was about like you seem approachable, down to earth, probably not stuck up. Right, and all those things usually mean, <laughs> mean that you're willing to put your ankles behind your head at the end of the night. Yeah, that is true. They also say, and this is always one of these things that sounds like such great advice, but most of us don't do it enough, so it's not going to work out for you. They say to talk travel, not movies on the first date. Well, most people don't travel enough. Right. And I always say, I'm like, travel's one of those things. That I like, do my brother and his wife take my niece 
everywhere. And it makes me so jealous because traveling is one of those things. It's life experience. It's right. awesome. And I really think it benefits you as a person and it grows you as a person. But let's be honest. We all know movies. Right. We've seen the same movies. Right. Very rarely are you going to go on a first date with somebody and you both travel to the same place. Well, even if, you, even if you're comparing, even if you're like, oh, well, I went to Bali and oh, I'm, I went to Maui Maui, um, you, you're making the assumption that that person across the table is well-traveled. And it's like, <laughs> you're going to look like a pretentious a-hole if you're sitting there listing off all these incredible places you've been and then you turn the conversation, hey, where have you been? Um, nowhere. Like, I, I went to is, Akron. Yeah. Like, if you've lived this incredibly <laughs> right. great life and this other person hasn't, you right. You're going to make them clam up. Now, maybe there's a little bit of that's good in the sense of you know that this isn't a person that you want to date, but I don't know. I mean, that's a bit presumptuous. You seem like a bit of a pretentious a- a- a-hole. I, yeah, I'm not sure one date should be enough for you to wrap your head around all that or whatever. They also say this, and I would disagree here. That it says, while being on a first date, you should choose controversial topics over standard topics every time. And it actually says this. It actually They actually wrote this. And I would disagree, and I think Fantone's going to disagree. It says, if all else fails, this is first date conversations. If all else fails, talk abortions and, Jesus, e- dude. and STDs. God, what? On a first date, they claim this. They say... They say forcing people to discuss interesting but more controversial topics made for more enjoyable first date conversation. Now, I don't see how that could be true. You don't know who people are. And abortions and STDs and death penalty and Jesus, religion yeah. and all this other stuff, it's like, dude, these are hot button issues. The- now, much like you said about the other thing, I this is probably a route to me figuring out who you are and like you know what we're not going to be compatible dating wise but on a first date you're going to go to STDs I, I feel like that's a frustrating place to go to if we're going to the most polarizing topics on a first date now I understand if you're the type of person who's like oh I could never date somebody who's pro choice or oh I could never date somebody who's whatever um but that's it's it's that's frustrating dude that somebody has to be politically in line with you to be considered as a viable partner and I understand that it, you know if you guys are on opposite ends of a spectrum it's not going to turn into the best relationship in the world but dude that just I, I just feel like it's, it's almost sad that like alright well what do you think about abortion because I'm not going out on a second date with you unless we agree on abortion all right, what do you think? And maybe that's, dude, maybe that's getting things out of the way quicker than, you know, if you're trying to build that separation, like, yo, if you don't want this, that, and, and the third, then I, I guess it's, 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 you're not wasting time then, but you're not going to let anything develop then. Yeah, you're also rushing things, then you could put somebody like off guard at that point, and then they may would say, like, I don't want to date this. Like, what, what would a belief, like, could a woman hold a belief that would make her undateable for you? Um, I mean, obviously, I think it would be very hard, uh, you know, to to be on opposite ends of the political spectrum. So I can understand why that would be tough. And, I, you know, I don't want to be like, well, me and my girlfriend would believe everything the same. But it helps. It, it, it does. Like, there's a little bit of like, well, you know, we feel the same way about a lot of things. Therefore, there's a lot of arguments that we're not getting into. And maybe not arguments, maybe conversations would be the better way to put that. But uh, I, I don't think there's any one specific thing. But like... If some if, if someone was like super devout to their religion and that was like a huge part of their life, that would be a problem for me in the sense of like, well, do you expect me to incorporate myself into that? Okay, or? so you all right, because this is the one view I know that you hold for sure. You're anti death penalty, correct? So if you were if if a woman was like pro death penalty, 
Is that a no-no for you? If some chick was like, yeah, kill them all, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it would be a turnoff for me. I would be like, you don't even consider this, that, or, or, or the next. And I I, I mean, I, I don't think my girlfriend's as anti-death penalty as I am, but like like I said, there's a little bit of... Ideally, she is, agrees with you more than she does. We're doesn't. on the same page with a lot of stuff, and it just makes for an easier life. I See, I'm not sure a woman could hold a belief that would stop me from wanting to date her just because, again, growth happens by having conversations with people you disagree with. Yes, but then you're saying that you're the the point of your relationship is growth, and I think the point of any relationship is growth. I think there's more to it than that. It's not the exclusive point of your relationship. If if, if that was the case, then you'd be finding people as opposite from you as possible to to be in a relationship. Well, with. that is the theories that opposites attract. Uh, but 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 uh, uh, sure, that's the Paul Abdul song. But I don't know if that leads to like long. Well, there's a reason why she wrote the song. I, it's because it's the same. I don't, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a long term success in that. I think you're going to more likely be in a happier relationship for a longer amount of time based on, yes, we have similar beliefs and things. I have heard this theory, and I agree with it, which is you can build a successful relationship on, you don't have to necessarily agree on every issue, but morally you have to be in the right, in the same place. Like you can disagree on like on, on application. But morally, you have to be in the same place. And I would agree with that. And honestly, I don't, it's not important to me that I honestly, because I think a little back and forth conversation with somebody I disagree with is part of what I want in my relationship. It's not the sole thing. And, but I, again, you know, the organized religion thing I'm not wild about. You know, everybody knows my history, my background, and all that. And so when I've dated religious women, I think about it, but I don't. I don't count them out for it. We're looking at this from like, you know, positive things, I guess, where it's like, but like, what if a woman was just like vehemently racist? Like everything else about her was great, but she was like, yo, well, I hate blacks. No, can't do it. And and Phantom will tell you that there was a woman that I kind of like had a little bit of a, like a faraway crush on. And she's one of these women who will go online and she'll post memes. And it's not like, fine, everybody posts memes, but like. White women who were willing to post, and or men, who were willing to post memes with the N-word in it as if in like you're in the group, turns me right off. Like, if you don't know you should edit that or find another version of that meme without that word in it, given what your race is and given what that word has done to us as a society, I check you off of my dating list. I, I just, I can't go there. I just cannot go there. I think everyone's going to have different lines, but, you know... <sighs> Birds of a feather, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yes, there's a, there's a saying on one side, but there's a saying on the other. Yeah, that's too, true too. You know, that's true too. I just, I would want it to be not a ton of issues because I think that leads to fights. But a couple of big issues that I that I saw differently or disagreed with with my wife, I just think would create honestly interesting dinner conversation. Versus, did you forget the milk or did you do this? And like that way, dude, as we're sitting there having dinner that we just cooked together, we can have an in depth conversation. We don't always have to agree. I would actually kind of like to think differently than the person I married. Maybe then you help, you know, change one or the other and, you know, you know, you help rotate each other, you know, to the right side of things. I actually would be I, I would look for somebody I disagreed with more than I would agree with. That's just me. Not like you'd have to be screaming at them, but just, I, you know, see the world a little differently. That's all. We'll close out the Sansbury show by passing out Seether tickets next. Hang on. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury show on Rock 106.9. 
With the weather getting better, it's going to make you want a new car. I just bought a new car. There's nothing better than a new car. That feeling is so great. Better weather is going to make you want one. You're going to need a loan for that, so let's send you to CSE Federal Credit Union. That's the bank I use. And so whether you're looking for your first car, new car, second car, motorcycle, ATV, no matter what you're looking for, CSE will have a loan for that. You can get pre-approved with CSE. No prepayment penalties. It's not going to not going to cost you a dime to get pre-approved. Just hit up CSEFCU.com for more info. Again, that website is CSEFCU.com. If you missed the announcement this morning, 810, we told you Shine Down coming to play July 17th at the Canton Palace Theater. Your tickets go on sale on Friday. Now, however, Thursday, day before there, you're getting an internet pre-sale for Shine Down tickets. That starts, I believe, 10 a.m. Thursday morning at the Stansbury Show page on WRQK.com. So many good Shinedown songs. Dude, we played nothing but Shinedown after the announcement. Still yeah. couldn't fit them all in. That's how many hits they have. Couldn't fit them all into the program. Actually, we probably didn't play what is my favorite Shinedown song um, that one? ever, which is Call Me, which okay. is off of uh, the Sound of Madness album. I love that song. But yeah, we didn't get them all in. The one we just played, Enemies, yeah. I decided on that one. Because it's the new theme song to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Shine Down and WWE go hand in hand. Hand in hand, dude. Go hand in hand. Same, hand in hand. Same brand. Same thing. Uh, no update as to whether or not where my mom is. Uh, no. She came to concerning. Ohio completely by surprise, did not yeah. tell me. Um, and her and her friend are driving uh, towards the radio station, but they took the wrong. They took seventy one versus seventy seven. A radio station they're driving towards. And so <laughs> one of them out so there. So I don't know. But all I know is, dude, I, I better get her into the studio before Jim Albright gets his eyes on her. Oh, they're both the, they're both the same age. Stop it's the last it. thing I need. Is we don't need to be playing the mom dating game in the hallways of the radio station. No, we do not. Uh, your tickets for Shinedown will be available Friday. I can't believe today's over with. Yeah, I mean, obviously a a big program for us um, and, and, and a quick one for us, man. Before we leave, though, uh, one more shout-out to the uh, Jackson Polar Bears walking yes. away state champions. Yes. Uh, hats off to all you guys. Hopefully you got the day off today, I'd hope. Um, and I want to throw a quick shout-out to the Canton Charge, who have locked up a uh, a, uh, a sixth consecutive uh, NBA D-League playoff run, which sets a new record for the NBA uh, D-League there. Nice. First team to go six in a row, and the, uh, the, uh, the first place playoff game will be either April 4th or 5th. When I find out more, I will let you guys know more. What I like about the charge, yeah, this is what I love about it. What's that? When you buy a ticket and you yeah. go to the can charge game, they play. Yeah, they do. Like the starters <laughs> show up, <laughs> shoes on, and they, they and they actually play yeah, there. They do. So, yeah, that is awesome. You know, that is cool for the charge. I, you know, I, I'm kind of knocking, you know, the Cavs and LeBron there a little right. bit. And it's only because, honestly, I want to see this game tonight. I want to watch the Cavs play San Antonio. And I, I just hope everybody plays. There's, I haven't heard that nobody is or, you know, any of that stuff yet. Either. But I, I just kind of hope that they are. But aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great afternoon. See you.